1: Time now for the Fast Lane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: Let's get nasty on a Wednesday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter, Andrew Marsh spinning the dials today. You're probably ticked off again, or I don't know, maybe apathy has set in as the Cardinals drop their fifth straight last it's night. It's getting close. It, I imagine it is, Jamie. It has I, honestly, to be. Honestly,
2: it's getting close. I, I watched that last night, and I, I for the first time, was like, "Yeah, well, kind of expected it. Mm-hmm. Then I went on to watch the American Gladiators 30 for 30. Hell like yeah! You found,
3: this. you found enjoyment in that.
2: I did, actually. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty good what was uh, your, documentary.
3: What was your favorite event old school gladiator
2: uh oh for me it was where they had to run and put the ball in the little back bucket see they'd run to their bin get yeah. their colored ball and then they were like these empty things and then the gladiators could just pulverize them at that moment
3: see i like the what was it called assault oh the, the tennis ball yeah they're up on the top they're firing the tennis balls that yeah. was my
2: favorite event yeah it wasn't violent enough for me
3: all right i enough. wanted
2: the, that physical contact sure. of like Watching like some of the contestants be able to like juke one of the gladiators or even that one time a guy just bulldozed a gladiator, you know that pissed him off. Oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then he get some berries him the next time. I thought it was pretty good that
0: reminds me of uh, the Nickelodeon show called guts It was like the kid version hmm. of American Gladiator It was basically the same thing So they used children
2: to just beat the crap out of each other. Well, I find, I, don't know I can't believe that. Nickelodeon did that Wow
0: it's called
3: guts.
2: I, I don't know if I can get behind that, marshy It's a solid show.
0: That
3: might have been more in your time. We had uh, oh, no, no,
0: not exactly. Yeah.
3: So Nickelodeon at the time was Jamie. What did what did Nickel Nickelodeon have? I don't even know. Back in the day, what was it? What was it like the they had this Double Dare. Double Dare was more in my time. They Double Dare. Yeah. No. Ah, uh, to hell with it. The Cardinals lost yeah, again. The, we did get a
0: text uh we from. Uh, you know, obviously the text line. Can Same. you guys just not talk about the horrible Cardinals this show? I have a long drive. LOL. Well, uh, we wouldn't. Honestly, we wouldn't mind, but then we get yelled at if we talk anything
3: else.
2: So. <laughs> well, what happens? You know, John Mozelak will get mad at us. You know, because he, you know, we're his puppets, right? We're carrying the water That's for true. him. So yeah, he'll get mad at us. He'll want us to talk about rainbows and unicorns and how right. good the Cardinals are
3: so we spun the wheel we we invented a new way to use the wheel last night and it was we put all of the different ways the cardinals can lose a game not specifics but starting pitching bullpen offense managing i think i think we put what defense maybe defense base running kind of fundamentals it was one of one of the, on there. one mm-hmm, of the yeah. pies was like a like a catch-all
0: for Defense, offense, pitching, base running, bullpen, managing. Okay, so we had six.
4: We had six, and the yes. wheel
0: spun
3: bullpen last night. It did. So the bullpen, the the wheel, in my opinion, is is O for Gopher, O for one, because if you're going to just isolate last night's game, I think it was more starting pitching that cost you than anything. Matthew Lubarichore went great last night, but you can't isolate just one guy, on it, especially a young kid, that.
2: It's getting opportunity so, though, Anthony. He
3: is, but he wasn't expected to be in the starting rotation. But Jamie, as I read through the comments and the frustration that has boiled for Cardinals fans, I feel like there's this catch all now when it comes to, well, they're you know, they hit like three they hit three home runs last night. And it's this, well, they're just trying to hit home runs. That's what's wrong with the offense. The Cardinals are top five in offense. Or I'm sorry, top five in home runs.
2: Oh, here comes the water carrying.
3: The previous, the, the four teams ranked ahead of them, Jamie, uh-huh. are all 10 or more games above 500. I don't think hitting home runs is the problem. And I don't think, it, despite, despite the narrative of the players go up there to just try to hit home runs, I don't believe that to be true. Hitting home runs is not an issue for the most part i know the starting pitching has been better of late but the the number one reason that you're in last place in the nl central in my opinion is you give up too many runs i hate to simplify it guys but if you look at just runs allowed the cardinals are in the bottom 10 with a bunch of other teams that are in last place or well below 500 that has been their biggest issue So as we move beyond just last night, Jamie, the biggest problem with this team is the front office not setting up a better starting rotation or having too much faith in the starters that they're bringing back. Pitching has been the biggest issue for this team. They give up too many runs. I know offense is a huge part of the game. I realize that. Mm -hmm. But if we're to the point where we're complaining about the team hitting too many home runs, I think we've lost perspective here.
2: I also also feel like defensive fundamentals have taken a left turn here. Certainly, I mean, you look at Gorman last night. I I know he overran his his spot where he could comfortably toss the ball, but he still could have went underhanded, like back cross grain. He tries to behind the back. Whatever. It is. Whatever. But there are a lot of fundamental things that went wrong. They missed a cutoff throw, Mm -hmm. and then they threw one way out of the way, and then Contreras, I don't know what he was doing. He goes flying out there with the goalie, two-pad slide.
3: Yeah, no what, kidding What the
2: hell do you think is going to happen? Right All you're going to do is boot the ball further down the line Well, that's what he did Like that's supposed to be a head first grab it with your glove Or block it with your upper body to keep it right there Like trap it Not the, you know, kick save in a beauty like, Wow, look at
0: you blaming Contreras for the Cardinals loss I'm not, I'm blaming pitching him for problems But I'm
2: blaming him for two runs It cost you two runs At you that point You lost by two Yeah, oh, that, imagine that, Anthony but so this Who's, is carrying the water now. No, but this is what I'm talking about. Is there's so many little things that have just gone by the wayside, and right. I'm not saying it's the manager's fault. I, I always go back to the players. I go back to the players. If you're making plays like that, you're not practicing, or you're not executing, or you're not aware of what the hell you're supposed to be doing. Come on, you're 62 games into the season. Mm-hmm. You can't be making, you can't be missing cutoff throws. You can't be. Uh, I mean, this, no, you can't be sitting there booting balls down the line and then nobody to cover for you. The pitcher's in the wrong spot as far as covering up for the catcher, too. Like, this is professional, but not even this is the major leagues. I don't know. It's bad ball. It's terrible it's ball, bad ball. I They're Anthony. not good.
3: They're not good. The only reason why we're hanging on any hope here is because it, the long history of the Cardinals and the fact that the NL Central is a dumpster fire. That's the only reason. This is a bad team. Jamie, you said it well two days ago. They are what the record says they are. You're 25 and 37. Now, I think some of it, I, I don't, you know, when you look at just the run differential, they, they should be slightly better than this, but not by much. You got an even run differential. So you shouldn't be, you know, twelve games below five hundred. But the bottom line is they are, and dead last, the worst team in the National League. This is the same league that's got the Washington Nationals, the Colorado Rockies, the Chicago Cubs, Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates,
2: Arizona. Like don't you ever, don't you dare say the Pittsburgh Pirates. That team is good, Anthony. That's the The best. The record says it.
3: The, they've, they're the only team in the central that's got a positive run differential let's see how many runs they've given up 259 the Cardinals have given up 289 there are many wow. problems you're, Jamie you're right there are many problems here and I feel like anytime we isolate one issue somebody some Cardinals fan on the tax line goes to something else oh you guys are talking about this what about this yes yeah but if you're going to isolate one thing, you look at the runs allowed. Who's the
0: worst team in
3: Major League Baseball?
2: For runs allowed?
0: No, just the worst team
3: but off the top of your oh, head. Oh, the Oakland A's. Let yeah. me see here. I
0: mean, they should be in the complex league, right? With Alec Manoa,
2: but oh, well, they you know.
3: should be what is it called? Regulated in soccer? Is that oh, is I mean, that what they call that? Or relegated? Relegated. 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 Okay. Well, that's why mm-hmm. I asked. That's why I asked. Relegated. I was trying to help you. Thank you, Jamie. I just I tend to I thought, a little, I thought little was a snark, a little snark, yeah. little snark on there, right? Bit, okay, well,
2: I yeah. I was trying to make it sound like you could be regulated or you could be relegated. I relegated. wanted to make it sound like you, mm. Thank you were Jamie. kind Not of curated. curated. Thank you. You got me on that.
3: You were my caddy on that. I you tried. Got, you got the but right. Then
2: you brought attention to it. It made it worse. <laughs> Fair enough.
3: The the Oakland A's should be <laughs> relegated. Relegated. Thank you. So they have they've given up the most runs in Major League Baseball by a wide margin four four hundred and twenty five. If you look <sighs> down,
2: yeah. That's, Exactly. It's
3: terrible. Colorado Rockies, not good. Kansas City Royals, not good. Reds, not good. White Sox, not good. Red Sox, one game above 500. they They've surprised, but I think they're going to dip. The Nationals. These are the teams that have given up a ton of runs. And there are your Cardinals right there as well. 289.
2: Um, Not great. Oh, I don't want to hear from you anymore.
3: (laughs) Oh, you're going to hear a lot from him. He sat down. John Moseluk sat down with uh, Katie Wu and broke down some of the things that he's seeing. It's going to be one of the themes throughout the course of the show today.
0: So I keep hearing that this team is a good team. They're just not playing good. How can you say that? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, okay. Like they have a lot of good teams play good. That's what I'm saying. Like they have, (laughs) if you look at the, the roster, you see talented baseball players, but like they're just not, they're just not good. Yeah. I don't know why people keep saying
3: that. Because they're not being honest. They're not be Marsh and I know you're 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 being this is a rhetorical question, but my my opinion you're not being honest. This is like uh I don't have a drinking problem. Really? You drink all the time. You're missing work. Why are you looking at me? You're drinking alone all the time, Jamie. And no. we got to get you some help here. It's not true. I'm, yeah, but I'm not enough. Al- yeah, mm. you're
2: I think, I think what people default to, guys, is what I have said several times so far this season. Is when you look at this team on paper, it should be a winning baseball team. But they are not. They just are not. For whatever reason, that group of talented individuals are not winning baseball games, and they're not playing well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's frustrating and confusing for some fans. Almost misleading. Because when you look at the top five, top six in the batting order, like, woof These guys are on, man. Like, wah. But then they're not. Or then there's errors. Then there's pitching problems. And you're like, oh, well. Yeah. I thought this team was better.
0: You
3: have a lead yeah. late, then you blow it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, like,
3: you... It happened six or seven times already.
0: I know he hit a home run. You know, he's he's been doing a little bit better. But Nolan Arnato like... Obviously, he hasn't been what Trade he him. was last year. Don't the, you
3: talk badly about no one I'm, I'm not, not trying out. to Trade talk him. bad. I'm, he got me on the board again last that's night. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Don't you dare
2: get something but good even, for him. Even yeah. his,
0: his defense Wait, has taken a step back, which is something that is. What's your problem mm, with this D? I have no problem with this D. It's just hasn't been as good as it usually is, you know? i mm-hmm. have so, seen that's it. A,
2: and you We've you know seen what? it. We've all seen it. And it makes a difference, right? It does. It makes a difference in how you feel. Exactly. When you watch the I'm not feeling that great right now. Well,
0: I'm just saying I think everyone's shocked fault that Oleks. his D has re- that the, the defense has regressed.
3: That's Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, Safa, on 101 ESPN 214. Your time check is brought to you by Clerks and Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex Jeweler. John Mozalock, like I said, sat down with Katie Wu of the Athletic, at an exclusive interview with Katie. And one of the questions that she asked was, well, what has led to the record to this point? To that next, I'll tell you what John Mozeliak said here on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
5: Oh I'd love to hear what Mazaloc has to say. I know he's not going to take any blame for any of this. He's going to scapegoat around uh, the issue and he's going to say, oh we've had some injuries and our pitching just hasn't been what we expected it to be. Where you, Mo, did not go out and get pitching. You always do this and then you never take the blame. You're the one who puts the product on the field. Now, yes their fundamentals are not there like we know carnal baseball fundamentals to be there so a lot of the blame is on the players and ollie for not having them ready however mo needs to take some blame and i doubt he
3: will in this katie woo article all right that was that was paul this is your fault. Little, uh, That's all I kept hearing. A little snark directed at Katie Wu there. I don't know why. Well, I don't think it was Katie Wu. I think, I think Katie first, Wu
2: does a fantastic job.
3: Yeah, she does. So what Paul's referencing, and Paul, by the way, uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't think he expected to hear anything differently when we start to dive into this, but just to tease for you, you're not wrong. So Katie Wu sits down with John Mosaylock, the article there at The Athletic, exclusive interview. And the first question that Katie asked, or at least the one that is posted at The Athletic, was, in your opinion, what has happened over the first 60 games that has led to the Cardinals' current state? Mo responds by saying, I think any answer I give you is just going to seem like an excuse and i've been in this business long enough to know that throwing out excuses is not something our fan base wants to hear this does show awareness because he's spot on so my question i couldn't
2: believe they found him i've been worried about mo i haven't seen him anywhere yeah but you went to
3: oh you went to the grocery store also looking for mo well
2: i was looking for the players primarily yeah um but i mean we haven't seen mo since the press conference for contreras and then when all that other stuff happened we we didn't see him i thought maybe he was on a vacation like good family time he did just he he showed some face this week he yeah. did he no, was No I'm, I'm happy he looked yeah. you know he looked good he's got a nice tan it's good for mole that
3: vitamin e is important or is it d got to get that vitamin d
2: well i think it's vitamin vitamin B. e is vitamin vitamin d. fine d. for you but
3: Vitamin D. The D comes from certainly
2: sun. is the one that, that you, you can't want. go without. Yeah, is it actually? Exactly. Yeah,
3: it's vitamin D. Yeah, it is vitamin D. It's vitamin D. Yeah, you so know, sunny D. Yeah. Sunny, sunny D. D. There yeah. you go. Or yeah. sunny delight. Either way. Yeah, Either sure. way. It's some a, kind of a delight. Actually, a bit. Uh, it uh, counts for both, I guess. In uh, sunny D. Anyways, Paul. Paul, outline what what we're gonna ask today. What do you want to hear from Mo? And I know some of you might say, "Oh, I'll just uh, leave a mic drop and say." I resign. Because some of you might want to just hear that, which okay. But let's let's move beyond that. Paul wants Mo to take more accountability. What do you want him to say? Because we can we can say, well, Mo doesn't say this, Mo doesn't say that. Okay, what would you like him to
2: say? I'd like him to just be flat out honest at this point. Like you don't have to sit there and Roast players or managers, coaches, mascots, bat boys. You don't like everybody. You don't have to sit there and just be like, it's his fault, it's his fault. What what? would the bat boy do? Well, they have to be faster this year, Anthony. Mm, That's true. With the pitch clock, you got to make sure you're on it. Maybe. Maybe they're dragging ass. Maybe the bat's not getting back fast. I've noticed
0: that mm. a little
3: bit. Look at it
2: that's why I, I don't just, want to call them out though. No, I'm not calling them out. You just throw all of it in the hopper. Yeah. For sure. Just they're, let it go. They're part okay?
3: of the they're part of the problem, not the problem.
2: They're just part of it. Yeah. Okay? We don't know if it's part of the problem. They might be exceeding other bat boys around the league. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're not part of the problem. They're just part of it.
3: You continue. I'll go to fangraphs to see if that's true.
2: Sure. Perfect. Thank you. Um but my point is, is I'd like to see Mo identify certain areas or certain things that he has seen trends that he doesn't like and speak openly about it you know we uh we 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 get through the blue season last year that was not what they wanted but army a couple of times addressed the media in a very specific way and he didn't dodge questions regarding his team Uh, he first of all took full accountability he literally said it starts it ends with me, and then it works its way down. So I'm holding myself accountable. Like he said these very words: the team, you know, whether it's roster construction or the players not playing well, starts with the team that I put together. Mm-hmm. Then he went on to Craig Berube. Then he went on to the team and the inconsistencies from the players and the lack of defense and yeah, you know, all of that stuff. But it was it, it had merit because two things: one, he threw himself in the line of fire just like everybody else. And two, he told you what he was upset about. Not just generics like, well, we've just got to play better. We have to figure out a win, figure out a way to win. Well, what the hell does that mean? What does it look like? What are you talking about behind closed doors? Right now, right now with Cardinals, with the Cardinals playing not good. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: What are you doing behind closed doors? Are you looking at other options? Tell us. Hey, we're exploring options. You don't have to tell us what you're doing. We're down, our guys are down at AAA level all you know for the last couple of weeks. We're looking for signs of players that might be able to make that jump. We're looking at, you know, pitchers around the league. We're looking for like, be honest. Your fan base right now needs some kind of direction. And I know he doesn't owe it to the fans, but he does. It's not part of his job requirement. Like when Mo signs his contract, it doesn't say, and oh, by the way, you must keep the fans informed. Right. But it's different here. They're your stockholders. But it's different here in yep. St. Louis. The more you dance around, the obvious, the worse it looks for you. Mm-hmm. You're better off to just dive right into it like Doug Armstrong did. Um, you know, take the blame, get it all out, and then then let the people know what your plan is. Army told people, we're moving on from certain players. We're going to get younger. We're going to get a couple of reclamation projects. We're looking for guys between 25 and 28 that can come here and make a difference. It's a retool, not a rebuild. What are you going to say? How could you be speaking negative then about Army? Yeah. You're like, okay, he didn't do a very good job about building this team, but boy, he, he's on top of it at least.
3: Well, even that, if somebody says, hey, he didn't do a good enough job. Right, he, he admitted it.
2: He talked about it. The problem is, what is the Cardinals' direction? What is their direction? But that Wouldn't it be nice to hear it, what it, it, would it, be, it would
0: be nice. I would love to know what the direction is. Ah, uh, well, they can't go. F- I mean, they're
3: they in the basement.
2: I heard. I heard from John Mozaylock. All we need to do is get healthy and win games. What What model does that follow What the, What's the metrics for that? What's the preparation for that?
0: Well, that goes. They it, were losing games when they
2: were
3: healthy. Right. right. So, see, like, you, like
2: wh- what
3: the injury aspect of this, and we'll we'll get into specifics when it comes to the Katie Wu John Mozalock interview. But that is a bit a, a bit of a theme. The injuries to the outfield specifically. We need more outfield you don't have production. Barry
2: Bonds on the IL right, right. now. Right.
3: That tells me that there's, they still believe in the off season approach. They still believe in what what they whatever they put on the on the chalkboard. I know it's not chalkboard, but it's an RL chalkboard. Whatever they put, yeah, Whatever they put in the Google Doc, right? The mm. Cardinals 2023 model. Here we go. This is how we're going to win games. Part of it is believing in the guys that we currently have in the roster, the outfield, and the starting pitching. That had to be a part of it. When you say the injuries, the injuries, the outfield, get these guys healthy, get these guys healthy, more productive. That tells me you still believe in what you, what you thought going into the season.
2: Or he and that, believes in that's that, frustrating. Or he believes in that more than he believes in what he's seeing right now. True. It's the old uh, running a bear Like you brought up last week, you don't have to be faster than the bear; just faster than the guy beside you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so John Mozaylock might look at the outfield and go, "I know we don't have a great outfield when everybody's healthy, but it's better than what I'm looking at right Mm -hmm.
0: now." Yeah. And getting one of those players back is almost as as good as making a trade.
2: Right. And you give up nothing. Right. So we got that going for Mm -hmm. us. But I, Jamie, and I know
3: Marsh, you've you've got thoughts on this as well. So leave us a mic drop. I'd love to know. Besides, I resign. I quit. What do you want to hear from Mo? If you have complained about, and I'm not saying you don't have any right to complain or be frustrated, you do. But if you read the interview or you watch Mo on any TV interview or in any radio interview, what do you want to hear? You may not, you may still be frustrated, but what do you want to hear? And Jamie, what you said initially is what I would want to hear. I. I believed in this pitching staff. I didn't do a good enough job in building a a, a quality pitching staff. I bet on
2: this outfield, and I was wrong. Yes. It doesn't mean we can't get better. It doesn't mean these guys can't actually have a good season. But right now, it hasn't been the way we want it.
3: Yeah, let me state something. I believe in our team. Because you you do do have to speak to your team, too. Oh, yeah. You can't just speak to the fan base. Mm -hmm. You have to speak to your team, too. I believe in the guys who we have in this clubhouse. I also didn't do a good enough job in preparing for what happens with injuries and and lack of production. I need it starts with me. I got to do a better job of building you, if you don't if you if you want to win games in baseball you got to pitch well. I did not do a good enough job in building this pitching staff. So in the meantime, I believe in our guys they'll figure to figure this out. However, we're working on making corrections and adjustments with this pitching staff. So to people like Paul and Marsh, I know you got you got thoughts on on this very thing. You're right. There isn't a, it starts with me. And that is a large part, I think, of the Cardinals fans' frustrations. Go ahead, Marsh.
0: Uh, Just real quick, um, the the whole outfield thing, because, and we'll touch on this throughout the whole show, the outfield seems to be uh, the theme, I guess, of of the article, right? Right. Maybe not the theme, but... He mentions outfield production or lack thereof three times. For sure. So I, I think as it pertains to that, I think you know having a ton of outfielders doesn't mean you have good outfield depth right. i think that's what this team has right now is just a ton of outfielders but no actual depth in the way that we would think of the word depth and then when it comes to pitching you know you're saying one thing at winter warmups and then now you're saying something else it's hard for people to to trust what the front office is doing because of different words that are being said because of the way that this situation has played out.
3: That's Andrew Marsh, that's Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Salter. With What's Trending next we will get into other aspects of the interview that Katie Wu did with John Mosaylock, but again, What's Trending is next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The fast lane has you covered. What's trending now?
3: Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill and get a half-price Cardinals ticket voucher.
0: Welcome back to the Fast Line here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Guys, Darren Pang, after 14 years with the Blues, is heading to Chicago to be the Blackhawks' color commentator.
2: Yeah, uh, look, Darren Pang, one of the best in the business, uh, certainly here in St. Louis and nationally, too. I remember when he got started with ESPN way back in the day and. Uh, him and Barry Melrose and, and Steve Levy was quite the crew. But look, I think this move makes sense for, for Panger from from a couple of directions. One, um, you know, he was a, he, he was a Chicago Blackhawk goalie. So it was kind of a going home type thing. And I don't necessarily know this to be true, but I'm sure it plays into it. He's going to continue to do TNT work and with Keith Jones, now the president of the Philadelphia Flyers, maybe Panger's going to get more games nationally, and flying out of Chicago to all of these different destinations. I would imagine, not just, I know, there's way more direct flights in order to do that. So, um, either way, thank you, Panger, for awesome run here in St. Louis. He came in at a tough time where the team wasn't playing all that well, so. To, to jump into a team and kind of polish up Some of the things you're looking at And, and do everything that he did uh, In the community as well He's a great guy, he was great to have around the rink Great to have around the team I Wish him nothing but the best A lot of people are going to miss The holy jumping The old nine of hearts, holy jumping The uh, Little guy with gumption mm-hmm. All those things
3: Well you
0: see that on the national side so You do, you do,
3: you do. yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Josh Allen will be on the cover of Madden
2: 24. Uh-oh. Sorry I, about that, Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, is, the, is, the,
3: is the curse still alive? I haven't played um, Madden in quite a long time, so I can't tell you the I cover. Don't, no,
2: I don't think so.
0: Usually the curse, like, was with players that were injured. Yeah. Uh, but... Pat Mahomes has been on the cover, and I think he's doing quite fine. Yeah, so, but did you
2: see that ankle he had last year? Yeah, know? the one that he played on. And he's still so good, he
0: overcame the curse. Yeah. The curse was
3: still alive. Yeah. Just, he got through it. So last year it was, so Madden 22 MVP edition was Brady and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Lamar was an MVP. I don't know if mm-hmm. these are like different
0: They're uh, different editions. Yeah, okay.
3: So until, So Mahomes was 2020. Antonio Brown was 2019. Yeah, he's having a good career. Brady was 2018, but that was the Patriots.
0: Ooh, that was was that his last year? I
3: think so. Gronkowski mm-hmm. 2017. That was the year I think he mm-hmm. blew out his knee. Odell Beckham in 2016. I think the, the curse is still alive and well. Come
2: on, enough.
3: So enough. If you're looking at the Jets this year in the AFC East, or can't perhaps, do this uh, to my
2: buddy Donnie Fandango. You know, maybe the Dolphins. I won't do it. I don't believe in the curse, Donnie. Just relax.
3: He's a Bills fan. You can't you can't tell him to relax. First of all, it's Donnie he was
2: just when he doesn't relax. You're right. The, <laughs> Donnie is no Fandango
3: chill. is the ultimate. And when I say this, if he hears it, he'll know that I'm I mean endearing thoughts. He is the ultimate psychopath. I love Donnie. Love him.
2: Yeah. Why so he's you?
3: not he's not going to relax, and he's a Bills fan. He gets it. He knows what's coming this year. A bit
0: I immediately thought of him, though, when I saw this earlier today when Josh Allen was on the cover. I was like, oh, man, you know, I really want them to do well this year and maybe make a nice playoff push, but, you know, yeah, it's it, over. It looks like it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, still speaking of video games, though, I know a lot of people miss NCAA football. Uh, this is from On3Sports, uh, and they Talk about recruiting, NIL, transfer portal, all that good stuff. Uh, the college foot—they tweeted—the College Football Players Association is in is organizing a boycott of the 2024 EA Sports College Football game. This is per Pete Nakos. The payout for athletes is expected to be five hundred dollars. Here's one of the quotes: They should Can't n- turn that down. <laughs> they- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they should not opt into it. It is just ridiculously low amount of money. That's where we're at now. They're it's getting mad low. about being in a video game.
3: <laughs> well, and being paid for, it, right? If I, do, I have do I have that right? Yeah, a They're, lot.
0: A lot of people that play the game don't care about the players right. in the game. They want to play like the, the dynasty stuff. And sure. Back then, they, they didn't even have names. They're all yeah number yeah. number whoever. Right. This isn't going to change anything. Yeah. They don't care about the players being in the game. Right. They maybe won't. some people do, but.
3: Well, it wasn't, weren't people like downloading the names too? Yes, yes. Somebody, some, some crazy person somewhere. I don't know
2: much about this.
3: Well, no, it used to be, it used to be that somebody, somebody had like downloaded the names. Like they, they put them all in and then you could download them, I think. Hmm. This was like my college days. It was the last time I played video games, Jamie. So I'm going all the way back to my CMU fire up chip days. I got you. I don't know what it's like now, Jamie. They probably have all kinds of cool stuff now. They definitely do. Well, they, the game
0: hasn't been out in years. Well, It's like go. the first time it's coming out. Well, and they can finally I, I afford to pay the
2: players for it. You finally afford
0: to. $500. Yeah. There you go. So uh should be a fun one for sure. The players just won't be in it.
2: One last thing here in the watch Trending. I think we'd be remiss not to um, mention that the Iron Sheik passed away today. So for wrestling fans... Uh, he was right at the, the height of all of the Saturday night's main event with Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, uh, the Iron Sheik, the old Camel Clutch. He's been quite the character for some years. If you follow him on Twitter, uh, he, he is a funny guy on Twitter, or he was a funny guy, but quite the personality. He was a big part of my childhood because he was the enemy. Mm-hmm. He was Hulk Hogan's nemesis. And uh, so anyways... Uh, rest in peace to the Iron Sheik. Your personality and you will be missed.
3: There you have it. Well said, Jamie. That's Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, Anthony Stoltz. It's the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Should the Cardinals leave Matthew Libertor in the starting rotation? Plus, what do you want to hear from Mo? If you get angry all the time, you hear Mo speak, you get angry about it, what do you want to hear from him? Leave us a mic drop. We'll play those throughout the course of the show as well. That's all coming up next on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
1: Fast Lane Podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
5: I would just like to see some emotion. He always comes out and he has that Sunday gentleman voice where he's just trying to sell you on something but it would be nice to see some anger and some emotion come out of them. All
3: right, that's Josh responding to the question that we threw out there today for the mic drop. What would you want to hear from Mo? Mo addressed the media again. In this case, it was Katie Wu from The Athletic who sat down with Mo and went you know, kind of in depth about the frustrations that the Cardinals fan base has and some of the things that have gone wrong for the Cardinals this season. So we threw out what would you want if you're frustrated still if you're like this guy never says x y and z what's x y and z for you so for josh showing more showing more emotion i get that certainly mo is who he is and he has a right to be who he is even if you don't like what he's saying he is a little bit more measured he is measured period not just a little more he's he's measured he's not going to show a ton of emotion he's going to flatline a lot of things that's just who he is but I understand, Josh, what you're saying. It would be nice to see a fired-up president of baseball operations or for the Blues, you know, president of hockey operations with, with Doug Armstrong. And Doug Armstrong will throw some things out there. He'll talk about stabbing somebody right through the eye and killing them. Yeah, he will. Having their blood all Twist over his hands. too. Yeah. Unlikely to hear that from Mo. That's just not who he is. It's fast on one hundred and one ESPN. Should the Cardinals leave Matthew Liberatore in the rotation? I think you let him go. Not sorry. What? <laughs> let him
2: pitch. <laughs> I realized you as soon as as soon as I said that, Jamie. I realized that's going to come off not the way I meant it. You going to send him down to see Alec Manoa? No. Nope. 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 In the Florida penal league or
3: DFA him? No. What? I meant let him pitch. Steven Matz had a little bit of a runway here. Stephen Matz didn't, didn't pitch well. Last year he was injured. Sorry, sorry about your car, man. You've had a couple of opportunities. Plus you're making a truckload of money. There wasn't anything that suggests that Stephen Matz is turning things around. And one of the disadvantages that you... One of the advantages Steven Matz had and has is that you're making a ton of money. One of the disadvantages is you know what Steven Matz is. And if he's struggling, the ceiling isn't that high. With Matthew Libertor, even if you have to project, the ceiling is a lot higher. So that's the advantage for Matthew Libertor. He's young. He's young, higher ceiling. But I would let Jamie, I would let him work through his struggles like last night. Pitch pitch through, try to develop him on the fly, because your options aren't
2: great right now, Jamie.
3: You're you looking at me. Why
2: are you looking at me like you that? You would, would you? Yeah, I would. Just let him out. Let's leave him out there. I know where this is going. The young guy, mm-hmm. he's pitched what four games now. Mm-hmm. Last couple outings haven't been great. You're just gonna leave him out there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so the reason, <laughs> the reason I uh, would leave him out there, you don't have anything to replace him. There you go. What are you gonna do? You gonna go back to Steven Mats? Nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. You gonna go to Dakota Hudson? Nope. Right? You don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So, to your point, Anthony, let the young guy figure it out. He's not horrendous. There's worse than him in the rotation currently.
3: That's correct.
2: He's not horrendous. Let him continue to build here. Because you, whether you like it or not, or whether it's frustrating or not, you have no replacement. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Unless your only pivot is to go back to Steven Matz. That's it. Or if you want to try and stretch out Palante like you did last year. Which, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it at this point. Oh my god, Anthony. They need help. I mean, come on, right? Son of a batch of biscuits. <laughs> but, but I don't think we're there yet.
3: Plus, let Matthew Liberatore sit sit on the bench, talk to Ueno. And Ueno's not pitching well right now, but uh, just it's an absolute fountain of knowledge. Fountain of knowledge. Right there at his disposal. Absolutely. Let him develop at this at this level. Let Wano show show him what it takes to be a big leaguer. There's other veterans in the Miles Michaelis. Same deal. Michaelis can help him. I don't think going down to the minors to like tweak his game is where we're at right now with Matthew Lubertor. Tweak it up here. Mm. Figure it out. Have the have the help of the of the big league coaching staff. At your disposal, as well as guys like Wainwright and Miles Michaelis, and Jordan Montgomery's veteran too. I know they've got their own things that they're ironing are ironing out, but I think Matthew Liberatore is going to get more up here, even if he just observes, than he is going to the minors and putting Stephen Matz in the rotation. Let him let him struggle and let him succeed up here.
2: Yeah, and struggle is—I don't know if that's a—that's a pretty strong word. You're a pretty strong word. Thank you. Um, like he hasn't been horrible. I, I'm going to go back to that. Like Monty's last start was worse. Wayno's last start was on par. The one before that was worse. Flaherty's had some ups and downs. So it's it's like it's not like you're looking at a pitcher that is completely on an island by himself because he's way worse than everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. He's better than Stephen Matz is. So why not just right. let he's, him go? Let him run here a little he's,
3: bit. He's better than Stephen Matz, which is why he's in the rotation, and Matz is in the in, in the bullpen. Yeah. So let it go. Now Mo did address the starting pitching in that article with the Athletic, and Katie asked him, "Well, you know, you what do you think? Buying, selling is it fair to suggest you won't be selling?" And Mo said that they're holding. Put put it right now. They're holding. They're in a holding pattern right now. And that might frustrate a lot of people, and I I would understand why, but here's the deal on that. There's no market yet for starting pitching. There will be, but it hasn't developed quite yet. It's still a little early when it comes to the the market being developed. Not for the Cardinals turning things around, or, you know, they have to have urgency. But there is no starting pitching market that has developed yet.
2: That's just a fact. There's no starting pitching market, and there's no guarantee you're going to get the pitcher you want. That's the issue here at least via free agency when you're in the summer, you know you can throw a dollar amount at it. Mm-hmm. And the player, if he wants to be a Cardinal, says, okay, I'll take that deal. In the season, the player doesn't have much to say about it unless he's on a no trade and he has to accept it or whatever. Yeah. But it's the team that's going to go fishing out there for the best return. right? And again, I, I worry about the Cardinals this season in particular of overpaying for average. I'd rather just lose. I know that sounds crazy but build towards next year. Don't don't part with Mason Win or Jordan Walker or Crescefo or some of these guys that a year down the road can either play on your big league team or net you something even bigger. That's where I go with it. it, it rather than trading a Mason Win for uh Giolito. Like losing a young, for for a, like no, a one and done. No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? If there's if another player, if it's uh, Moises Gomez out there and he's the one that gets you Giolito, yeah, you're but, fine with it. Yeah. And you so wouldn't. I just caution Mo and the Cardinals to not overspend um, player wise, prospect wise, for average. Let's hear
3: from Nick.
4: What I want from Mo now is some accountability and rationale for his decision-making in the offseason. The entire country knew that the outfield and the pitching was going to be an issue. Every other major league team knew that Contreras' defense was an issue. And yet, so much so that other teams didn't even sign Contreras because of his defense. And then I also wanted to explain his handling of his prospects. He's traded away all of his best prospects for players that... Even I don't care what the situation was at the time, Dexter Fowler and Marcelo Zuna were never gonna be saviors for the team, even though they had holes in that spot. So I want Mosalok to explain why he's so bad at all this decision making. Even if he wants to blame DeWitt that we just can't spend the money, which is a fallacy, but fine. But that's what I want to see from Mosellock is some accountability in the fact that he just he does seem to push blame off to everybody else.
3: Well, you know, just and Nick is is right when it comes to okay, it would be a fallacy if Mo says we can't. It, the Cardinals couldn't spend more. He's right. Now that's a Dewitt problem or a Dewitt hurdle, not a Mo hurdle. But in terms of the decision making to give up certain prospects that have obviously developed in other organizations, that's always going to sting. The Sandy Alcantara, Zach Allen for Marcelo Zuna is always going to sting, especially when you don't have pitching right now. You can also make the argument you don't get to the. 2019 NLCS without Marcelo Zuna. And I'm sure the counter-argument was well, you, didn't win, you didn't win the World Series, so what does it matter? Understood. But Mo went out and tried to get somebody that hits in the middle of the order. Unfortunately, gave up pitching that now you don't have.
0: Or at least is not
3: ready at this point when it comes to this, this farm system.
0: And I think that's kind of what Jamie's saying. He'd rather lose almost than get rid of that next Sandy right. Alcantara, that never Zach Gallen. exactly. Seasons,
2: seasons like this really test a management's um, ego. Mm-hmm. They test it because the the fighter inside of them, the competitive person, wants to salvage the season. We can still make the playoffs. Sometimes you can't be that nearsighted. When you're a general manager or president of any you know sport operations, You've got to look at next year and the year after. How bad would it look if I overpaid for a player X, Y, or Z? Where does that leave me in the offseason? Then am I trying to basically find that player I just traded again? Like so many things come into it that accepting or not accepting losing, but being okay with seeing what your team can do to salvage the season. That can sting sometimes. It's hard to watch. It's hard to be patient. Good call.
3: That's Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. The lineup is out. So we'll play the lineup yes! game next on 101 ESPN.
2: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast,
1: presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
3: Time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex Jeweler, the Rangers and the Cardinals tonight. As the Rangers go for the sweep. 705. Jack Flaherty versus John Gray, who is a right hander. Time to play a lineup game, Jamie. Oh, baby. Wow. Boy, this is gonna get tedious if this team doesn't start turning things around.
2: This is honestly though, here I know this won't happen. But even Jimmy Edmonds last night, Jimmy Ballgame on the broadcast, talked about how Tony La would just sometimes just move guys around in the lineup just to change the look Mm. and change the feel. feel. He's like, even when we were successful, he'd change it up every now and then just to put guys in different spots and, and see how it goes. Today would be a day where I would just like the bingo balls. Put them in, and wherever they fall, that's where you bat. Yeah. to an extent. I mean, I'm not going to have Goldie batting ninth. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But mm-hmm. but I know that won't happen. It's going to be almost a copy and paste situation, which I'm starting to get a little bit irritated with it. Well, let's see. Brent, show us Brendan Donovan. All right! go, Donnie!
3: Now wait, Jamie. Hold on, hold on. Let's see here.
2: You go this time. Maybe this will help when you do it. Show us the Big Fundy. I love gold!
3: Okay, so two for two, but you know.
2: Show us, Storm and Garmin. Storm and Garmin, he's taking the league by storm.
4: Show us. No, 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 no. Can I say one more thing? Albert Pujols, I love yeah, you, man. Already,
2: Marshy. Big Willie get a... Ch- oh, he hit a ding-dong Johnson. Show, Show me that Big Wilson. Willie. Well Contreras.
1: Done. Well done! Well done! Well done! All
3: right, this is the trap door, though.
2: Is it, though, really?
3: What are you thinking, Burleson? It's
2: a right-handed guy on the bottom. Yeah, that's true. Go for it. Show us that big, hairy-chested burly dude. Ooh, he's You're
1: so rugged and manly.
2: Not even amused by it today.
3: Show us the king
1: as the returned. Ha <laughs> The king has returned.
3: I'll just point at Mike Ryder, make sure that he's ready to dance. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Oh, this has got to be uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it like, walk like I talk, talk, it. talk it. Talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Yeah. And to put a ball on it. Show us Tommy Boy. But
1: right now, I'm going
2: to need you, Tommy Boy, to get this place going. Copy and paste. That is so easy. Literally, I just ripped off the piece of paper that I wrote on yesterday. It's in that trash can. I should have just kept it and wrote times two. You're losing baseball games. Why You can't roll out the same damn lineup every freaking game. You, the same guys? Fine. Mix it up. You're losing a lot of baseball games right now. And you just keep copy and paste What the hell do you think is going to be different today? Mm.
0: Maybe you, Tonight they, had,
2: they lose 5-3 They hit three home runs last night Okay, great Why well, are you ticked did, off of the offense? I didn't say to take him out of the lineup, Anthony Mix it up a little bit Well, had hit three with the ex- exact order Anthony, I know what you're doing right now And you firmly believe in exactly what I'm saying So yeah. stop it Okay Whatever,
3: I'm with you, Jamie. I know,
2: I know what you you're are. doing, and I don't like it. And I'm not mad at you, Anthony.
3: I know you got it. I'm just gotta, you angry. Pro, you're projecting
0: a little bit, but that that frustration's gonna go somewhere. We, that's fine. I got big shoulders, Jamie. We could have literally just took the lineup game from yesterday and just
2: played it. <laughs> no one would even know. Like almost like a copy and paste.
0: Yeah, just play that. that audio from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> This right. sucks Alright Even though we don't need to Run it Marsh Alright
3: Hang on, on Marshy Sorry right. I hate to interrupt
2: you We got this person yesterday 636 It's crazy how everyone complained About how much the lineup changed At the beginning of the season Now it complains That the lineup's staying the same It sucked at the beginning Of the season too <laughs> Right Like, I don't care You don't have to change Every single game Just to change But when you're losing How many is that in a row now? Five Five in a row. How many over their last 10 games? A lot. Yeah. Change it up. I think the
0: difference between what Change you're saying up. and what this listener is saying is that before they were putting different people in the lineup. Jamie is saying switch the order of the lineup. Yeah,
2: or even different people. I don't even care. Take Burleson out of there and give Juan Yep as a chance. Like, and you've got Luke and Baker. Put him in here somewhere, too. I don't care. This copy and paste crap is—it's got me on edge today. Well, they're pitching; they're they're going up against a right-handed pitcher. So, so what? You can't have that matchup. So So what? I bet they hit against right-handed pitchers before. And I'm sorry, Andrew. Go ahead.
0: I like
3: this version of Jamie. He's salty. All right.
2: Cham.
0: Leading off. Second baseman infielder. Oh, he's, he's
2: playing second. Oh, big, big change up. There it is. Yeah. Brendan Donovan
0: batting second at first base. Paul Goldschmidt batting third. The D.H. Nolan Gorman your cleanup hitter. Third baseman. Nolan Arnato batting fifth catcher. Wilson Contreras batting sixth and left field. Alec Burleson batting seventh the shortstop Paul DeYoung batting eighth and right field Jordan Walker and batting ninth and center fielder. The infielder Tommy Edmond.
2: <laughs> the inner center field. <laughs>
5: back, player. back,
2: back, 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 back. Stay fair! Go foul! go, fair,
1: go fair! I don't believe what I just saw! Home run!
3: Hitting ninth, Tommy Edmond, the player. All right. marsh what do we got? Update those standings, kid. Yeah, you really want me to, don't uh, I you? I
2: certainly do. Yeah, you do.
0: Whatever. Like, Anthony? Tony, you're at three now.
2: No, Jamie's Lynn. at 4. No, Lynn. No. Good job, Tony.
0: I'm at 1. I know what you're doing, Jamie. Oh, I
2: think you're, not you're gonna... great. Your knowledge of home run hitting is quite spectacular. You're not you might gonna... be the best of all time.
3: You're not going to take me off.
2: You'll probably pick tonight's guy, too. Oh, now you got the old mm. reverse psychology going, right. huh? I I'm cheering for my teammate. If that's negative, Are you? if that's negative, Anthony, mm. I can't help you with that, okay? nah, right.
0: Hey. We cheer for our teammates. We, we do. do. When home runs are hit. That's thank you. We Marsh. do. We do. Yeah. Unlike some Cardinals players.
2: Anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> What's the order here?
3: You're up because you want. You're oh, winning.
2: I'm not going with Gorman because, boy, he does nothing but let me down picking him over and over again. He picked him like almost ten times in a row. (laughs) Ten times in a row because right handed pitcher, left handed bomber. Yeah. yeah. He hits
0: a home run on a Saturday when we don't play the game.
5: He does.
2: (laughs) This is the crap he's doing to me. Can't go with him. Doing it to me. (laughs) Yes, he he knows. I'm gonna go with Gorman. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: Well
2: after my home like I've like for sure now, if I say all of that, he's going to hit a bomb and be like, yeah, you dummy. Uh, you know what? I'll be the dummy that says mm. I'll take him again. All Speaking
0: right. of copy and paste. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that right, Andrew? <laughs> I
0: literally Shut just out. did it in the in the in the document.
3: That's what incredible. Uh, all right. I'm going to take... Uh, I can't <clears throat> take Marcus Simeon, right?
2: No, wrong, no game. Wrong, oh, wrong game. Wrong game. Anthony, okay. Yep, got it. Mm-hmm. He is a pretty good player.
3: I'm gonna go Brendan Donovan. Lead off home run. He's gonna he's gonna ambush John John Gray and hit one. Brendan Donovan, please. I hope,
2: you know what, Anthony? You've been stellar. So this is a, for sure. Can't miss. No, why are you doing Good that? job, man. I'm proud of you. Why are you doing that? Oh, no, you've been great. Proud of you. Mm. Marshu, he got? I'm gonna Your go with Tommy Edmond
0: something in your tone says
2: another. another. I'm that's a very friendly mm. tone.
0: Your hips are saying something different too. Yeah.
2: Ah, the hips don't lie, Marsh, you know true. that. No, that's very
0: true. I'm going Tommy Edman.
2: Oh, going to wow. need you,
0: Tommy boy. Yeah.
2: Andrew yeah. Marsh going to the bottom of the lineup for this one. Yeah. All right.
3: So there's your home run derby selections. In the fast lane on 101 ESPN, have the Cardinals strayed away from their identity? Plus, more mic drops from you, the listener. What do listener, you think on 101
1: ESPN? We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
4: Hey guys, this is Josh from San Antonio. I'm not going to get it, but I'd love to see Mo exhibit, uh, take a little taste of humble pie. We can no longer overlook the fact that Moe's greatest achievement came with the assistance of Tony La Russa and an ace pitcher not signed by him, but by Walt. Every year since, Mo's philosophy has had more say and our record is worse. I'm not saying we should fire Mo but I would like to see him share the wheel again. All right, there it's, that's
3: Josh from San Antonio. Appreciate you listening all the way from San Antonio. It's a fast sign on 101 ESPN 318. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Salter. Josh, appreciate you leaving us a mic drop. We asked what, what you want to hear from Mo because we're going to get into a lot of the interview that Mo did with Katie Wu of The Athletic, and we wanted, we just asked, hey, what, what would you want to hear if you've been frustrated? And Josh had mentioned, you know, a little humble pie, a little humility. Oh.
2: What? Come on. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> humility. Wow. Come on, you know what we're talking about. Come on. <laughs> you don't think Mo's humble? No.
3: Sure, he's never said. This is my fault, or this is on me, or it starts with me. Yeah. Sure, he's passed the blame and talked about things that could be and should be and injuries. Sure. But you're saying- Maybe he talks down never,
2: to the fan base.
3: He doesn't talk down to the fan base.
2: Uh, really? Eh, maybe a little. What I'd like to see is Mo do something completely uncharacteristic right now. Well, that's why we invented our version. I know, Mo. but th- th- unfortunately, that one hasn't, you know, materialized come to fruition yet.
4: <laughs> Honestly, uh, Jamie, Anthony, it's uh, really frustrating for you guys not to hold Mo accountable. He uh, got his back tattoo removed, <laughs> from what I understand. Uh, there hasn't been a word said about it, and the Cardinals have lost six games since then. Uh, so it's time to step up. I
3: mean, he's Is not Tyler. Is that the one from Tyler? Thank That's you, Tyler. That's incredible, he's Tyler. He's absolutely right.
4: Um,
2: Did he get the back tattoo removed? Yeah, it took... Uh, he, he actually had them work 24 hours a day around the clock to get it off because it was such a massive piece. Ah, I hate the sound of that. Yeah. But I would like to see Mo do something uncharacteristic, for real. Like, never mind the nipple piercings and the back <laughs> tattoos and things like that. Although yeah, that would be That'd quite, be nice. I mean, it would be a bonus. Sure. But I get out in front of the media and be kind of riled up. Be upset, like show some emotion that it's not acceptable that this group of players should be playing much better than what they are. The idea in the off season when we either stood pat on this pitching rotation or we didn't explore the shortstop market is because we believed in the guys here and they're not playing good enough right now. Mm -hmm. Like, give me something like that. So you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe Mo went in and, like, tipped a Gatorade cup over and got really angry Mm. in the clubhouse. (laughs) I would love to see him be, like, ultra snarky. I I got a vision. So do I. And this is where I- Go for it. I pictured Mo going in over to the table with the Gatorade jugs on it and, like, being all angry and trying to flip it, but, like, can't. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why-
1: (laughs) what? This is what I, you guys are
2: playing with, yeah, playing yeah. like, uh, damn it, O'Neill, uh, help me with this. <laughs> but my back's sore. No, it isn't. Your back is always sore. You just don't want to play, <laughs> and I don't blame you. You don't want to play to
3: get hurt because you want that contract, huh? <laughs> you got to play to get the contract, Tyler.
2: Where's Mater when you need him? My v- Mater. <laughs> Modder, give me a juice box. Where's deuce my secur- box, boy? Where's my security blanket, Tyler? Moder Taylor, whatever. Tyler's his brother, maybe. <laughs> I just picture Lou
3: Brown, right before he had the heart attack. When he- <laughs> <laughs> it's either a leg thing or a heart. I would love to see Mo just get kind of snarky too.
2: He isn't already?
3: No, I mean like in a funny way almost. Oh, yeah, that would be Like, yeah. uh, you know, what's going on with this team? Players stink. I put together the roster, I put, I put together a bad roster. What are you gonna do about it? I'm looking to trade. Trade who? All of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's at risk.
3: Every one of them. I want to oh. trade them all. That's what I'm hoping for. Not an actual trade, just something like that. Like, go so far over the top. Like, what are you gonna do to combat that if you're a fan? It's like, ah, oh, damn, he took a full
2: accountability. He's damn. looking to trade all these players. Now our team's full of 40. Yeah, the fan base would be like, well,
1: that's not the answer.
2: Damn it, Mo Zaloc's just giving up now.
3: That's what I want to see. I want to see the fan base. The fan base. He goes so far over the top that the fans are the one that's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think we need to do that. Let's slow down a little bit. Let's be patient. I'm gonna
2: do it. M- Mo, calm down
3: so we're taking more of your mic drops what would you want to hear from Mo and a lot of it is just accountability which I get take some sort of accountability and maybe Mo is just saying to himself well it just comes with the job I don't know and maybe he has said it more than what we've heard but I I don't remember a time where it's like it starts with me it starts with the front office I put this roster together now he did back uh, Ollie in the Katie Woo article and this I'm not Saying this to incite more feelings from you, more anger. But when asked about, when asked to evaluate the job that Ali Marmel is doing as a manager, Mo said this in the Katie Wu article this is always a tough question to answer because people will say we're not winning. But I think he's done an amazing job. I think he has the trust of the players. Unfortunately, he wasn't dealt the hand he thought he was going to get. You have to make adjustments, those things happen. I do think he does a really good job. And I think most importantly, he has the trust of his players. Now, this portion of I think he has the trust of the player not that one. Sorry. Unfortunately, he wasn't dealt the hand he thought he was going to get. What
0: the hell does that mean?
3: That right there is when you say the roster hadn't been hasn't been good enough. He hasn't been dealt the hand that he thought he was going to get. Which is true. Not absolving Ollie of anything, but if you're mowing that spot, you say, This was supposed to be a better roster, and I'm in charge of the roster.
0: I feel. Isn't that the, that's been the theme of like the last three managers? Mike Schilt wasn't Mike Schilt saying the same stuff? Like, hey, I, I need, I, I need, I need more. You know, Matheny wasn't given enough towards the end.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, honestly, when you look
3: back at the the rosters. This is the best roster that he has had, save for the pitching, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot.
2: It's clearly the best player roster, position but player roster. Go
3: back and look at, no offense, but go back and look at the, the roster that Matheny had the year before he was was let go. Because he was let go in the middle of the season, Schilt took over, they got a little bit of a bump there, had a, <laughs> a bit of a run, but the year before that, I mean, you look at that roster, the one that Matheny was giving, it's like, uh, hmm, mm. okay. I mean, that was at the the height of... Matheny had, like, Piscotty and Gritchick hit in the middle of the order. Yeah. We pitch about some of these offenses that we've seen. I mean, Matheny was handed a crap sandwich there toward the end.
2: There was a large portion of crap sandwich. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Again, no offense to those players on the roster. Hell of of guys, mm -hmm. for sure.
2: Play better. Oh,
3: wow. All right, we never got into the, uh, the identity part, and I do want to get into that at some point. But we do have Jeremy Rutherford coming up next. JR, Blues Talk coming at you next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
3: It's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Salter. As Marsh has talked about, we got our guy Jeremy Rutherford on the line right now. What's up, JR?
5: Oh, nothing, guys. Uh, Marshy always impressed me. You know, we're talking off air as he's putting me on the air and having a conversation. And then all of a sudden he says, All right, I got to go. And two seconds later, he's doing the sports update. So, uh, multitasker that, Marshy.
3: Marsh is an impressive mm-hmm. guy. Thank he you, is. JR. He's an impressive guy. For sure. Mm-hmm. So is Ivan Barbashev, who you wrote about recently here in the Athletic. That's a transition, yeah, guys. Yeah. It's
5: called a transition. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Uh, Barbashev my, played. Listen,
3: really Jr. Well. wasn't my best. Okay. I really wasn't. It wasn't my best, but it worked. It was fine. Go ahead. Your article is fantastic about Barbashev. What kind of contract? Because is he looking at now?
5: Well, uh, first of all, I don't like those uh like contrived, mushy transitions into different subjects so i kind of like the way you handled it there so it's a good job but i do have some news for you i didn't write the article jesse granger did that's why people are saying it's one of my best because uh, somebody else wrote it (laughs) way to go anthony (laughs) sorry
3: this got awkward what kind of con (laughs) what kind of contract is he looking at
5: (laughs) yeah anthony uh you know what i I was thinking about this a couple days ago let's say Ivan Barbashev finishes this past season as a St. Louis blue, which you never would have done because you're going to trade an asset at the deadline, like they did. Uh, But if he finishes as a blue and doesn't make the playoffs, you know, he's a well thought of player around the league. Who's probably going to make three and a half, four million a half, $4 million. I think with what he's done with the Vegas golden Knights, which Jesse Granger touched on in his article, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's a $4.5 million player, and if they win the Cup and he continues to be a big part of this and close this thing out, uh, Riv, I don't know what you think, but, I mean, could he touch $5 million with a team that's really interested for a guy like him? Uh,
2: wow. That's quite the uh, amount of money for a 40-point guy. Um, I understand his success in the playoffs has been fantastic, and the way he's been able to play with Eichel and Marciusso in particular, I, that's definitely – Bumped his stock. I think the five million might be swinging a bit high. Uh, I I do think anywhere between four and four point five is absolutely realistic, though. And if nothing else, Ivan Barbashev has proved a lot to a lot of people around the NHL that he can play anywhere—literally anywhere—in your lineup. You need a first-line guy. He can play with those talented players and perform very well. You need a penalty killer, power-play guy. He's there. You need some physicality? I mean, ask Radko Gudas how he feels about that right now. Ivan <laughs> yeah, Barbashev a hit, is a true all-around player, but he doesn't necessarily, you know, excel at one thing. He's not just a pure goal scorer or a pure penalty killer. So I think four to four and a half is somewhere where he's going to land, but my God, was he making 2.6 this year? So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be quite the bump for Ivan Barbashev.
5: Yeah, and that 4-4.5, to 4.5, even if that's where it is, which I agree with you, that could be on four or five years' term. He's a 27-year-old now, so that's going to be a nice contract for him. And, and hey, just while we're talking about BarberChef, guys, you know, a lot of Blues fans, they look at that success he's having with Eichel and March Stowe. You know Why didn't he play top-line minutes with the Blues? Look, we all saw his entire career. He was phenomenal at going up and down the lineup and playing the different roles. I don't think that anybody looked at Ivan Barbashev and said he should have been playing with Perron and O'Reilly for four years. You know, so I think what he's doing is exactly what he's shown in St. Louis for six or seven years.
2: Yeah, and those are different players too, J.R. Like, if you look at O'Reilly and Perron... You know, they obviously favor the cycle, down low game, you know, puck possession. Eichel and so create a lot off the rush, and I think that, you know, Ivan Barbashev, with his willingness to get to the net front, to retrieve pucks in the corner, he's been the beneficiary of that. He's been the beneficiary of being on a line with a couple of guys who can really open up the throttle and bring the pace.
5: Yep, and they got a good prospect for him, uh, Zach Dean, and obviously that's a guy that uh, Vegas did not want to give up but they made the right choice getting Barbashev because he could be really the X Factor and then win in this uh, Stanley Cup if indeed they follow through with it.
3: JR, do you think that the Panthers have a shot to get back in it? What do they have to do?
5: It's going to be tough because you had so much mojo going uh, with the first uh, couple rounds there, the first three rounds. Uh, Bobrowski playing phenomenal, but they had the 10-day break. And I know I'm not the first person to mention this, but maybe the best thing in the world for Vegas to do was to lose those two games to Dallas. That prolonged that series. That made the rest longer for the Florida Panthers, and they've had a tough time getting back to the game that they played uh, the first three rounds. So here they are in the cup final down 0-2. It is headed back to Florida, uh, but uh, the defensive play in front of Bobrowski has not been good. So I think that's first and foremost. They're going to have to pick that up. Uh, to help him, and then they're just going to have to find this touch. You know, it seems like uh, Kachuk's been in the box a lot, sometimes uh, probably shouldn't be called with these 10-minute misconducts that they keep calling on on him, and so if he's on the ice, I think he makes a big difference. But they're just going to have to find their mojo, to me, is the major thing here.
2: No, I agree. And, you know, one of the frustrating reasons uh, for the Panthers has been the defensive play of the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, Jerry, we talked about this before the series started. It was going to be a battle for the middle of the ice, whether the Panthers' forwards could penetrate the middle of the ice and, and continue to create chaos like they have all playoffs, or was the Vegas Golden Knights defensive core just going to be too strong and limit the opportunities in the middle of the ice? So far, advantage Vegas Golden Knights in that category, and one guy in particular, former St. Louis Blues captain Alex Petrangelo, he is leading the playoffs in so many different defensive metrics. I mean, it really just goes to show you how much you know having that number one defenseman can certainly help your squad.
5: Yeah, and we we talked about it ad, na, ad nauseum when he left St. Louis, and we knew that that's the type of player that he would be uh, for Vegas. But they've got a great cast around him too. So uh, Vegas defensively certainly had the upper hand heading into the series over Florida. And then the goaltender, even though Bobrowski was playing lights out, Uh, Aiden Hill's been playing terrific uh, for Vegas. And you look at the back end for Vegas, Jamie uh, and Anthony, uh, not only are they getting the structure and the sound defensive play, but they're getting some offense from the back end. Look at this. Uh, Vegas has the 12 goals. They've got nine different goal scorers among those 12 goals. And that's the most through the first two games of the Stanley Cup final in history to have nine different goal scorers, And three of those are defensemen. So, You know, typically you don't count on a lot of offense from that Vegas back end, but they're getting it done too, uh, led by that uh, former Blue, Alex Petrangelo, as you mentioned.
2: Moving from one championship to another, uh, Blue's uh, prospect – a young prospect. Zachary Bolduc is now a Memorial Cup champion, and for some of our listeners who maybe don't know what that is, it's all of junior hockey, they have a championship. It'd be like being the national champion in, in college. Well, there, he's a, the the champion in all of the junior hockey leagues up in Canada, and he had himself a really good season, a very good playoffs. You know, what do you think that does for Zachary Bolduc here moving forward?
5: Well, first and foremost, he just got done playing a ton of intense, pressure-packed games. I mean, to win the uh, Quebec Major Junior League title, and then as you just mentioned, that kind of goes to the bigger umbrella of the Memorial Cup. And so uh, he heads to Western Canada and plays uh, some intense playoff games there. And then they seal the deal, and they win the, the Memorial Cup under Patrick Waugh, the head coach. You know, I wrote a story several uh, months ago where I sat down with uh, Bull Duke, the Blues prospect, also talked to Patrick Waugh for that story. And, you know, he's got a ton of skill. But we we saw last year in camp, still young, still raw. A lot of that's to be expected. Uh, but I think this experience of what he just went through is going to make him better. And, hey, funny thing here, guys, uh, I want to get in touch with him. So uh, the morning after he wins the Memorial Cup, so they win it, what, 5 nothing over – uh, Seattle the night before. I, I texted him the next morning, Zach Bolduc, and I said, hey, can uh, can we get together soon and, and talk about what you just went through? And he said, I'm pretty busy right now, but yeah, let's touch base here in a couple of days. <laughs> I can't imagine you know if the suds were flowing the night before or still exhausted from that long playoff run, but we hope to have a conversation with Zachary Bolduc at the Athletic. As soon as he winds down from this Memorial Cup run.
2: Yeah, let's give him a chance to breathe a little bit. <laughs> but uh, no, congratulations again to Zachary Bolduke And, you know, his name, JR, continues to pop up as trade potential, too. You know, you read around the league in different sources, and when people try to guesstimate what Doug Armstrong might do this offseason, they do inclu- include Zachary Bolduke as a prospect that could be moved to obtain maybe somebody in that that range that Army's talking about that twenty five to twenty eight year old player that can come in and help the Blues right away. Uh, not really going to ask you to comment on Zachary Bolduc in particular. Just what are you hearing around the league about maybe what Army's thinking, whether there's a buyout in the future or any kind of trade that you know has has made the rumor mill.
5: Yeah. So no, let's let's talk about Bolduc for a second because I think that's a, a good conversation. Uh, I think anything is on the table with a lot of these guys. Look, the Blues were interested in the defenseman, Lindholm, from uh, Anaheim a year or so ago, and uh, Jake Neighbors' name was in that conversation. So whether it be Jake Neighbors or Zachary Bolduke, you know, they just got Zach Dean. You hear Jimmy Snuggerud. uh, You know, I think they they like a Snuggerud. They like a Bolduke. But right, when you have three or four forwards in the cupboard that are all around that same timeline, they're all not going to be able to play here. And Doug Armstrong has said that in the past. So, you know, if one of these guys interests another team and he's able to bring in that 26, 27-year-old with some term, two or three years, as he keeps talking about, you know, I wouldn't put anything past Doug Armstrong in terms of that. You know, going back to Bull Duke for one second, Riv, uh, all the offensive potential in the world, you know, is that, defensive game going to come around? Did he show enough progress in that area this year? If not, and, and maybe they think he's a one-trick pony, and, and maybe he's a guy who becomes expendable. So, you know, that's what I'd like to see, him come into camp and see what this long run did for him. But but certainly all these names, uh, I think, are on the table when you talk about things that Doug could do.
3: JR, good stuff as always, my man. Have a good rest of your week. We'll check back with you next week.
5: Will do. Thanks a lot, guys. That's,
3: Jer- see, yep, that's Jeremy Rutherford here in the Lane on 101 at ESPN. What did Mo have to say about Ollie and the job that Ollie did uh, when he sat down with Katie Wu of The Athletic? We'll tell you next on 101
1: ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
5: right i was wrong i think it's time to go get joe madden and write this ship and i think that's what we'll do
3: that was scott who left the mic drop i think that was his john
2: moseley lock impression i appreciate the effort absolutely scott way to go kit Scott. scott scott really no, no. scott scottie scottie Scotty. scottie, scottie. scottie. He,
3: he did a good job there he, he gave it his all and that's what ollie marmel's doing right now
2: so let's just for a second before we get into this all i hear over and over and over again and see on social media which boy people sure are positive on social media it's amazing <laughs> um is fire Ollie Marmo. Mm-hmm. Fire him! Fire him! Fire him! Okay, <sighs> I'm not saying yes or no. Uh, and and Joe Madden seems to be the 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 one that people are drawn to just because he doesn't have a job right now.
3: And yeah, and he's and he's, he's an
2: older, experienced guy, and right. All that stuff. Like, do you personally feel like moving on from the manager makes a big difference at this point? Like, I don't know. I'm asking you, Anthony.
3: I mean, you know how I feel about managers in baseball.
2: Yeah. So, but instead of going through that again, just tell me what you think.
3: <laughs> instead of explaining yourself,
2: just show us that they're baby. the most overrated manager in sports. No, you, I, you no, you can explain. The, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. I just meant like, you know, I,
3: I, I don't think no, no, I don't think, I don't think merely, I don't think merely, um. Exchanging managers, swapping managers is going to lead to instant success. What did we say about this starting pitching staff entering the year?
2: Well, a question marks surrounding mm. a lot of those right. players
3: wasn't good enough a lot of question marks so how can we sixty games in knowing what we knew coming into the year about how the pitching wasn't going to be good enough and I don't know how you guys feel I mean maybe maybe you put more more weight in In offensive production than I do I I put I put the most weight in winning baseball games into pitching not just starting pitching but your entire pitching staff so knowing what we knew coming into the season about the starting pitching not being good enough 60 games in we say they're losing fire the manager we knew the starting pitching wasn't gonna be good enough we knew that so you replace the manager But you don't do anything about your pitching staff do you really think it's going to lead to better results and let me state this i'm not saying ali isn't a problem i'm not saying that ali isn't part of this everybody's part of it but if you don't have quality pitching manager is very far down my my list of of correcting issues that's where i'm at jamie
2: So let me respond to a, 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 there's one text in particular, the theme of the text here is the same. So they say, Jamie, let me ask you this. Do you think the blues moving on from Mike Yeo for the Stanley Cup year made any difference? So let's isolate that for a second, okay? And I'm going to ask the text line a question in return. Did firing Mike Keenan and hiring Joel Quenville win you a Stanley Cup? No. Did firing Mike Joel Quenville and hiring Mike Kitchen win you a Stanley Cup?
4: No. No. Actually Did firing
2: Mike Kitchen and bringing on Andy Murray win you a Stanley Cup? No. Did firing Andy Murray and bringing on Davis Payne win you a Stanley Cup? No. Now, here's where I'll say there was a difference. Hiring Ken Hitchcock after firing Davis Payne changed the trajectory of your franchise, but you still didn't win a Cup. So you can't cherry-pick the one time a coach is fired – and then the team goes on to win a Stanley Cup. And be like, see, that's a, how you do it.
0: What about? I'd say Andy Murray. He got the Blues to the playoffs. I think Joel Quinville was a, a great coach. Yeah, they're and great then,
2: coaches. But my point is, is that you know everybody thinks that automatically when you right. fire, like they not just they're not just bringing up a better, like they're bringing up the Stanley Cup, right? Like, wow, look what if the Cardinals had Joe Madden, they could win the World Series. Yeah, I think. <laughs> With
0: Joe Madden aside, whatever, I, and I, I agree with you guys. I think I think Ali is probably on the the not the bottom of the list of things that is an issue. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, it's not his fault. Are there some decisions that I probably don't agree with? Yeah, are sure. they completely
2: within his control though? That's the next question, <laughs> who, who, and who knows?
0: But from what we can tell, it appears that Ali and the players have a a good relationship. That's what we've been hearing that they have a good relationship. And if they don't want to play to the expectations that the fans, that the organization, that hell everyone around Major League Baseball thinks they can play to, then oh, sorry, he just he's gonna to have to be. We talk about the sacrificial lamb, the sacrificial lamb, to basically tell these players to get their heads out. Of, you know, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. like, we need a wake up call. Yeah, and that that they need a wake up call. I, I don't I, think trading for a pitcher. While they need to do that is a wake up call. Okay,
3: so does the wake up call? My, so my next question there is: Does the wake up call help them
0: win games? I, I I think it could. I think it could. It it, it like what would be a wake up call? It's a point where they need to look in the mirror and say, "Hey, you know, it, let's just say they do move on from Ali. I don't think I don't think they should, but let's just say they do." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for them, they're going to have to look in the mirror and be like, hey, this, you know, this is our fault that this guy who just spent 16, 17 years in this organization, it's his second year, he's not on this, he's not a part of this team anymore because we didn't do our jobs.
3: I think that sometimes, a lot of times, we confuse correlation and causation. For example, when the Celtics fell behind Mm 3-0 to the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, what did the players do? What did the Celtics players do when they fell behind 3-0? Do you guys remember?
2: Uh, they won three games in a row.
3: That's correct. They yeah. went to Top Golf. They went to Top Golf. Went out. They, they didn't. They didn't Got watch. Ham sauced. Maybe I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I know they played golf. Maybe I don't know how much. I don't know how much sauce was involved when they went to play golf. But they they won. They won three in a row, like Jamie said. And people are like, hey, they bonded. Mm they bonded they went to top golf that's how they got back into the series no they made adjustments on the court now maybe the three the three game or the the top golf but relaxed everybody for sure maybe something was said during that trip where it, it kind of caused everybody to go all right okay let's let's come together here mm-hmm. but let's not confuse going to top golf and getting back right. into that series as
0: as being one and the same. And to further your point, the New York Giants went to Mexico or wherever a few years ago before the and they playoffs, and they were they've been horrible ever since sure. ever since last year.
3: So let's again let's not confuse correlation versus causation. Is Ali Marmel causing the Cardinals to lose? Is Ali Marmel the reason why they're in last place? To me, it is. He he isn't the top of the list. No. Is it, when when you do fix some of the bigger things, do you get to the manager and, and evaluate him? Certainly, but firing the manager, I don't think, immediately brings results. Despite the Blues example and the, the last example of the Phillies, because that's the other one too. Yeah. you're gonna hear if you haven't. yet oh, you're Lisa, I dropped
2: that. There one you 100. go. The Phillies,
3: the Phillies were dog crap. Lisa's just
2: angry today. The Phillies were
3: dog crap until the final month of the season. They were. I know. They get to the. They get to the the playoffs and what did they lean on pitching Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler thank you Marsh and what a shock and it it, certainly Schwarber the offense the offense was underperforming (laughs) the offense was underperforming but when they got to the postseason who shoved it up your tailpipe here in St. Louis those two
0: guys oh yeah. yeah
2: yeah they did
3: Remind me, did the Phillies did the Phillies score nineteen runs against the Cardinals? Is that what it was? Mm, was the offense? Put, no, they did put no, up a Aaron, lot in that
0: ninth inning though.
3: They yeah,
2: they did certainly. <laughs>
3: now that was on Ollie to some degree, for sure. Eh, but pitcher still has to pitch. They they got hot. They got hot the right time, but they had pitching. Yeah. I don't think firing Ollie is is all it's gonna solve your problems. I think it's gonna mask your problems, quite frankly.
2: It could, or it could just make it worse. Right. Because mm-hmm. From what we understand for the most part, the players really like Ollie. And so if you move on from Oli, it's not like the players are like, well, we're not going to play good now. But mm-hmm. maybe the vibe then with whoever you bring in isn't correct. And now what you've done is you've actually added to the problem. So I'm not I'm not sitting here today saying that you shouldn't fire Ollie. There's absolutely no reason to fire Ollie. I'm saying that the grass is not always greener on the other side. I'm also saying that Joe Madden got fired out in Anaheim, too. They weren't very good. Mm -hmm. They had two of the best players in the world, and the team wasn't very good at all. Mm -hmm.
0: They also didn't have pitching. No, you're right.
2: So what makes you think he's going to automatically come in here and make that big difference? Mm -hmm. Like, I just look at things differently now after seeing so many firings and hirings in, in my career of Of hockey and now watching the rest of the sporting world you can't fire just to fire there has to be a reason Mm -hmm. and your backup plan or your next move has to be well thought out and you have to have a plan for that person as to why they will turn things around as Mm -hmm. to why they will help your club not just change to change Mm -hmm. because then you could end up with a two or three year skid and you're like, well, what happened? We fired the manager. Well, because right. ultimately it mm-hmm. wasn't just the manager's fault. <laughs> right.
3: To your point, to the Craig Berube example, Craig Berube came in and he he held everybody accountable. He talked to the players with respect, but he was direct, and everybody kind of fell in line, and they started to play better, which is a huge, huge reason why the Blues turned things around that year. Let's not overlook that. I also have to play better in the gauntlet. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it you today? No, no he I lost, lost yesterday.
3: That's why we got a returning right. can, uh, contestant here in the gauntlet. Matt is next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three Warriors. Four categories. One challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com.
3: Hard fought gauntlet yesterday, but Matt got me in round one, and Matt is back for round two, where he's going to take on either Jamie Rivers or Andrew Marsh today. It is 404, your time check. This is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex Jeweler. What's up, Matt? Oh, not much. Just get home from work. boy, Welcome back to the gauntlet. Would you like to take on either Andrew Marsh or Jamie Rivers today? I'll take on Jamie, I guess. Okay, Jamie is up. Jamie, get the hell out of here.
2: All right, good luck, Matt.
3: All right, Uh, go ahead, Matt. Tell Marsh to spin the wheel.
5: Spin that wheel, Marsh.
3: Now, I know you didn't want hockey yesterday. I imagine you don't want hockey again today.
4: Oh, I definitely don't want hockey today. Uh Uh-oh. That wheel is an evil beast. Uh Uh-oh. Wow.
3: It got close to hockey, but it's not hockey. How do you feel about foosball?
4: Oh, that'll that'll work. Okay.
3: Category is football today. Where were you yesterday in the wheel? Jerk. Not you, Matt. The wheel. All right. uh, Same four questions will be given to Matt and to Jamie today. If either of them need the options then those questions are only worth one point if they don't need the options and they get the question right then those questions are worth two points matt you ready to go yeah let's do this all right question number one in which city was the first super bowl played in which city was the first super bowl played uh i'm gonna hate myself but give me the options sure los angeles chicago Philadelphia.
4: Uh let's
5: Chicago final answer.
0: Question number two. Which running back led the NFL in rushing touchdowns last season?
5: Oh man. I should know this I play fantasy football. But I don't need, I need the option.
0: Was it Derrick Henry? Austin Eckler? Or Jamal Williams? Uh give me the options one more time. Options are Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, or Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. Final answer? Final. All right, Matt, question
3: number three. When the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl in nineteen seventy, who did they defeat? When the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl in 1970, who did they defeat? Options Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings.
4: Uh, Minnesota, final answer.
0: Question number four In his 11 year NFL career, Clay Matthews played 10 seasons with the Packers and one season with which team?
4: Oh, geez. Options.
0: Your options are the Denver Broncos, the Buffalo Bills, or the Los Angeles Rams?
1: Uh, the Bills. Final answer.
3: All right, let's bring back Jamie from the Kona Silence. How are you feeling, Matt?
4: Not great.
3: Okay. These, <laughs> are, a little, these are a little tougher today.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, yesterday wasn't great either.
5: Um, not great.
3: I think I think we both did great yesterday. It just uh, came down to the, the tiebreaker. It happens.
5: How do you right. do, guys?
3: Jamie's throwing some stuff.
2: No, I didn't really mean to throw it that time, to be honest. Were you listening to tunes? No, no. I was uh, responding to some text messages. Anthony, it's weird um, that I've been doing this job for, I don't know, how many years now? Three and a half years-ish, give or take three or four months. And... um <laughs> People that I know very well. They choose between the hours of 2 to 6 daily to flood me with text Mm. messages. They still just have Mm -hmm. no
0: idea Uh, when you're working. No, they do.
2: (laughs) They know, or they... I don't know. (laughs) I don't care. Either way, so I took the opportunity to answer a couple of text messages. Nice. Okay. I
0: I get that. So, are you working today? Yeah, yeah, I work every Monday through
2: Friday. Yeah,
3: turn on the...
2: Monday through Friday, 2 to 6 daily. (laughs) Turn on
3: the radio. Okay. (laughs) What? Marsh, tell him. Uh, you better pack a lunch. Okay. Jamie, your category is football. Oh,
2: yes. That's what I was hoping for.
3: Question number one. In which city was the first Super Bowl played? In which city was the first Super Bowl played?
2: Well, I feel like it was Green Bay, but... I mean, the Packers won the first Super Bowl, didn't they? Woof. I'll go with the options just to make sure here.
3: Los Angeles, Chicago, or Philadelphia?
2: Well, I'm glad I took the options. Los Angeles, Chicago, or Philadelphia? I'm going to say Philadelphia, final answer.
0: Question number two. Which running back led the NFL in rushing touchdowns last season? options. Options are Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, or Jamal Williams.
2: Jamal Williams. Final answer.
0: Question three, Jamie.
3: When the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl in 1970, who did they defeat?
2: Uh, The Chiefs. I think I actually might know this. Was it the Colts? Raiders? No, it wouldn't have been the Raiders. Give me the
3: options. Dallas Cowboys, Mm -hmm. Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings.
2: Oh, it was the Vikings. Final answer. Question number four.
0: In his 11-year NFL career, Clay Matthews played 10 seasons with the Packers and one season with which team? Options. Your options are the Denver Broncos, the Buffalo Bills, or the Los Angeles Rams.
2: Denver Broncos. Final answer. All
0: right, let's go over these round
3: two for Matt. After beating me yesterday in a walk-off, he took on Jamie today. Categories: Football. In which city was the first Super Bowl played? Matt, you said Chicago. Jamie, you said Philadelphia. Correct
0: answer is. Oh, gentlemen, it's L.A. L.A. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah,
0: I remember the the Coliseum.
2: Wait, I remember there being snow on the ground.
3: No. No. Not for the Super Bowl.
0: No, they had the one guy with the the little jet pack, right? Pa- yeah. Yeah. Packers, yeah, the jet pack guy.
3: It was Packers Chiefs. Jet pack, jet pack guy. Yeah, Packers Chiefs. Sunny wow. day. It's Beautiful day. That's they had a, mar- day. a
0: marching band yeah. as the halftime
3: show. Absolutely. Yeah, there's All no right. snow. Maybe you're thinking of the Ice Bowl. Maybe. Whatever. Question number two. Which running back led the NFL in rushing touchdowns last season? Jamie, you said Jamal Williams. Matt, you said Jamal Williams. Correct answer is... It is Jamal Williams. But... Both of you needed the options. 1-1 one, one between Jamie and Matt today. When the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl in 1970, who did they defeat? Matt, you said the Minnesota Vikings. Jamie, you said the Minnesota Vikings. Correct answer is... Unfortunately, it was the Minnesota Vikings. It was Marsh's Vikings. Both of you needed the options, though, so oh. we have a two-two tie.
2: See where this is going.
3: In his eleven-year NFL career, Clay Matthews played ten seasons with the Packers w- and one season with which team? You guys both took the options. Matt, you went with the <clears throat> Buffalo Bills. Jamie, you went with the Denver Broncos. If it's the Denver Broncos, Jamie wins today by one. If it's the Buffalo Bills, Matt wins today by one. Matt.
1: Walk it off. Correct <laughs>
3: answer is... It's the LA Rams. It's the LA Rams. We got a 2-2 tie. We got another walk off uh, today. So, Matt, you already know how this works, but to explain it to the listeners, Jamie is going to write down his answer. Matt is going to hold off. Once Jamie shows us his answer, Matt, you're going to have to tell us what your answer is, and we're going to play closest to the pin. Here we go. Here's your tiebreaker question. Marsh, you're on You're on math duty today. Yes. Tua Tungvaloa had the best passer rating in the NFL last season. What was his passer rating for the season? Tua Tungvaloa had the best passer rating in the NFL last season. What was his passer rating for the season? Jamie's thinking... Still thinking. He wrote down his answer, and we now have his answer. Okay, Matt, what is your I, answer? I have.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, uh 101.
3: Kind of appreciate the shout out there, Matt. Nice job. But is it? But
1: is <laughs> it? Welcome. But is it close enough, Matt? You have chosen wisely. Oh, come <laughs> on.
3: <laughs> to a tango- had the best passer rating in the NFL last season. What was his passer rating for the season? I'll do what you did yesterday, Jamie. It was his best passing year. It was just He had a pretty good year, Jamie. A pretty good year. What did you write down?
2: 93.
3: 93. Matt went with 101. Correct answer is... 105.5. 105.5. And you weren't even joking. What? You gave us no comedic relief at, today. At least
2: I was in the area code. You Anthony. gave us
3: zero comedic relief today with your mm. answer. Is
2: that how you're spinning it? Matt, nice
3: job. Of course. Thank you. (laughs) Good job, Matt. You'll be back tomorrow to take on March. All right, sounds good. All right, buddy. Nice job there. All right. Thanks. Bye. Sorry, Jamie. Sorry that you put down 93 as an answer.
5: That was
2: a pretty good number, actually.
0: Are we about to give up three gauntlets in a row?
2: Anthony thought it was hilarious to write down 69. Don't you wish you had that back now, eh, buddy? Anthony's acting like it's just some game in April. Yeah, right. Some game in April. You can't lose in April. Yeah, you can. Well, who the hell takes Philadelphia as an answer for a Super Bowl? That's also fair. Because I thought there's freaking <laughs> snow on the ground. In fairness to you, Jamie, he said Chicago. Yeah.
3: Which didn't make much sense either. Oh, did Philly this. or Chicago ever host a Super Bowl? I don't think they did, did they?
0: Probably. No. It's too cold there. That's the whole. That's why they don't host the Super
3: Bowl. I think the only cold weather uh, times were Detroit. Which was indoors yeah. at MetLife Stadium in New oh, York, yep. right? Is there any other ones? I know Minnesota's got one in coming Minnesota,
0: up. Minnesota, they but they got hosted, the dome. They do. They had the US Bank. Um, was that last year? That was when Nick Foles beat Brady. Okay. Yeah. So that All was right. a few years ago. So that was, but a was. But it was. But it inside. was inside. However, the weather was like negative <laughs> ten. I was there. Like I wasn't at the game, but I was. I was up there for the Super Bowl. It was negative cold. ten. It was cold. It was like negative 10 or negative 14, something like that. What's Siberia this time of year, Jamie?
3: This time of year?
2: year. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's not pretty. What's uh, what's
3: the winner in Siberia?
2: Oh, like minus 30, minus 40? Anthony, I told you. It was like someone had a cannon. And fired needles into my face. You have so many good
3: stories. That one gets me all the time because I can picture you on the plane as your Siberian teammates dress up like tough guys, putting on the parkas, face wraps and everything. And there's Jamie Rivers saying to himself, to hell with this. These guys guys are soft.
2: I had a baseball hat on. (laughs) And I had my regular team jacket. These guys had their team jacket, then they had a damn parka over it, then they had the face wrap, the double mitts, and I'm like, these guys are extra. I stepped off the plane, and we didn't have a, there wasn't like a a gate or the building, you're in the middle of the tarmac, of Mm. course you are, and it was like, (laughs) like needles got shot into my face. The pain I felt Mm. instantly from how frickin' cold it was, and the wind... I wanted to. I literally wanted to just die right I was like, "Take me!" I was like, "God, take me!" Right here, right now. I doubled back into the plane to find a blanket that had probably been on that plane for forty-seven years, <laughs> just and in I, case. Some. I wrapped it around my head and face. What an idiot I am!
0: I imagine Jamie like having to go to games, like jumping out of a plane, like parachuting down. Yeah, probably. Marcy, have the you game. ever? I've
2: ever told you a story about my very first road <laughs> trip in Russia. True story. Okay? Maybe I don't know. So first of all, our plane that we had um, used to be, when the season started, mm. okay, there were no no seats oh. in the plane. It was like an army cargo plane. That's this, exactly
0: what I was just thinking. The yeah. seats
2: were on the side of the plane. So like you know you see a military movie where yeah. they're all like strapped in on mm-hmm. the side and all the the gears in the middle they're ready to jump in. That was us. I couldn't believe it. Really? I'm strapped in, sitting straight up for like two and a
0: half hours, which by the way was not fun. Was that your locker room like seating arrangement too? Were you guys sitting by the guys you you sit in the in the locker room? No, it's Like all no. the defense are on one side. all the
2: <laughs> No, I don't, I don't know. I just grabbed a seat because I was like in awe of the fact that all of our hockey gear was in the middle of the plane, unsecured, and. <laughs> So, the rookies, the young guys who don't even play, they, they dress these kids every game and they don't let them play for like two years. It's like they're, are I'm not joking, like they don't have a hope of seeing the ice, but they make them practice and dress every single game. Give them one of those little hats. Pretty much. This, these guys like get the water for the team at the same time. They had to sit on the equipment because there wasn't a seatbelt along the side for them. So, not only did we have gear unsecured, we had players that were unsecured. <laughs> And I don't know if somebody complained or something about it, but like a month and a half into the season, we had the same plane. But when we got on the plane, it had seats now. Oh. But they were all different seats that were bolted to the floor at different, like di- in different patterns. Like it's like they went to a plane junkyard, got all of the seats, and then just bolted <clears throat> them in without like using like right. a med- So you could be, be sitting fine. there. In the same row as your teammate and have like the first class legroom. Meanwhile, the other guy feels like an NBA player on the bench because his (laughs) knees are all the way up on the chair. None of it was, it was unbelievable. And you chose to play in this league. Well, it chose me. <laughs> <laughs> I just
3: always like the, those stories. Those stories are so funny. When Dunk used to talk about the getting getting traded to Boston, thinking you know, hey, it's Fenway. I'm going to play first base for the Red Sox. And he he talked about being sent down immediately to Pawtucket and and going from like the Ritz, staying at the Ritz Carlton to the big Red leagues to, to the mo- no, to the motel eight like. Uh. sloped bed box TV he went from you know uh, steel-cut oatmeal to cheese fingers he used to call it but <laughs> the reason why I laugh is I mean we, we always think of you know the athletes just tons of money yeah luxurious meanwhile at the end of Jamie's career he, he's taking what if what feels like needles going off the plane because he's in nice he's in Siberia <sighs> literally Siberia playing hockey
2: Anthony, I was reevaluating my life on a daily basis. I'm sure.
3: Sleeping in a boiler room. I thought Uh, it was going to be like... Protecting his money so that the team won't come back and get it after paying him.
2: (laughs) It's just true stories. They tried to rob me every month. They did. They tried to rob me. I know. I had to (laughs) dig a hole in the ceiling and hide my crap up there. The stories I could tell you. you. Poor SOB. I'm telling you. All right. hey, the I thought biggest... it is going to be like partial retirement, too. I'm not going to go play over in Europe. Yeah, uh, uh, be good. Barely have to train. Don't have to work hard on me. Hey, I'm an NHL player. Yeah, right. I get there. We're on the ice twice a day, two workouts a day. I oh. lost like 23 pounds. <laughs> I was like, what the f*** is going on here? These guys are taking it serious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sleeping in the boiler room.
2: Sleeping next to the hot water heater. The, the biggest story
3: known to man just broke earlier today. We'll tell you what it that is next on 101 ESPN.
1: Back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: Huge story in the world of sports today. Lionel Messi moves the MLS. That's right. He's going to go to Inter-Miami. 35 years old, boys. Now, he didn't want to relive the signing. I mean, he became a free agent a couple of years ago. He didn't want to relive the signing with PSG.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know me.
3: Jamie, otherwise known as Paris
2: Saint-Germain. That's
3: correct, because they could not afford to register his contract within the La Liga imposed spending limit. So he didn't want to go over that again. He wanted to keep it kind of simple. He said, I really wanted to come back. That's what Messi told, a uh, group in Miami. But on the other hand, after having lived through what I lived through, after the accident I had, I didn't want to go through the same situation again and have to wait to see what was going to happen. I didn't want to leave my future at the hands of others. I wanted to make my own decision for myself and my family, even though I heard it through the media that the league had accepted everything and that everything was okay for me to come back. There were still a lot of feelings Uh, so still a lot of other feelings i heard that they had to sell players or lower the salaries of players and i don't want to go through that nor be responsible or have anything to do with all that when i had to leave they also said that la liga had accepted everything but in the end couldn't be done i was afraid that the same thing would happen again and i would have to rush a decision like i did so messi had agreed to a contract extension in 2021 then it emerged one week before the season that Barker could not afford to register the deal with La Liga. He had to quickly look for a solution away from the club where he had spent 20 years. So now he's making another move, guys. He's going to the MLS. He's got to play, my, got to play for Miami.
2: It's a huge deal. So We're talking about Lionel Messi here, boys. It's about to get messy in Miami, baby. Yeah, it is. Mm.
3: In, a, in a good way, though.
2: Oh, there's, is there a bad way?
3: That's true. It always gets a little messy in Miami. It's, for does, good
0: reason. Mm-hmm.
2: If you're lucky.
3: Messi also said uh, other offers from Saudi Arabia and from other European clubs. Mm, it's
0: Although, more of a PGA thing. Yeah,
3: for sure. Mm. Well done, Marsh. That was topical and spot on. Well done. <laughs> Although he had he he had said the idea of playing in the MLS and being slightly removed from the spotlight appealed to him. He said I had an offer from another European team, but I didn't even evaluate it because in Europe my idea was only to go to Barcelona. He said I'm also at the point where I want to get out of the spotlight a bit. To think more about my family after winning the World Cup and not being able to go to Barca, it was time to go to the American League to experience football in a different way and enjoy the day to day. Obviously, with the same responsibility and and desire to win. So the question now becomes: Yeah, is his heart into it? Because if it's hard, if his heart is into it then he may drop a lot of of footballs all over the place. He's going to drop a lot of footballs on a lot of people's faces in this MLS league.
2: Listen, this guy has tremendous ball skills. You watch him play, and, I mean, it's quite amazing what he can do with the balls out there. Uh, What it does mean, though, is it's going to bring a lot of attention to the MLS. Mm -hmm. Again, David Beckham was one of the first guys, I believe, like the first real big name to come over here, and it brought a ton of attention to the league. Uh, so Lionel Messi, of course, that's gonna draw a ton of attention. It's and huge. I think the place, I think the market where he's going is perfect. The the Latin part of you know South Florida and all that stuff, like they're gonna embrace the heck out of him. And if you're coming over from Europe where you're making that like t- the crazy money, you're not gonna make that here. You're just not. But why not go somewhere where you're just gonna love it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Imagine like Lionel Messi with his penthouse apartment mm. on South Beach, and he's going around playing soccer. He's living mm-hmm. like a rock star. No doubt. So, It's a big moment for for the league. It's always awesome when you get some of these players. It's weird because MLS is kind of like European hockey to where the NHL players or the guys who are like bubble, third, fourth line NHL guys towards the end of their career, a lot of them will go over to Europe like I did. Mm-hmm. You go over to Europe and the European teams will you know sign the 34 35 year old player cuz the NHL experience going to be good for the team good marketing what's well, like the same thing in reverse now for guys like this that play over uh, in Europe and some of the top leagues around the world they come over to the MLS they're still really good players but they're at the tail end of their career and what they can bring is certainly a lot of talent for their for their soccer club but also, it's a draw for marketing. Mm-hmm. You want to continue to grow this sport in the United States. you want to continue to generate revenue dollars. This is how you do it. Bring guys over that have some flair, some personality. and Lionel Messi's a guy he's got some fire. I'd like to see Cristiano Ronaldo at some point get over here and do that too. Like bring all the old guys over here that have like some charisma. I think that that'd be kind of fun. So I'm excited to see you know Lionel Messi uh, over here in the MLS.
3: This also. This might be an unpopular opinion, guys, but right. I hope City SC doesn't doesn't sign any of these guys. What? I like what they have going on. They and got I, Klaus. When Klaus comes back, they, yeah. I I want to see. I it's like see, signing a player. Well, Marsh Top and, not top scorer. He's already on the roster, so it's not like they sign a player. They already signed him. Well, you, know, you usually like
0: that. say that. I never said you know, trading I, for a player no, in this case. You know no, so. no. I hope that City
3: SC when they fit when they face him. I don't know, maybe it's just the competitor to me, but the physicality that City SC plays with, I hope they run him out, off the pitch.
2: He's not a very big guy.
0: I hope they just
3: I hope they eat his soul.
2: Oh boy, that was aggressive.
0: Either way, I think every single game that he plays in. I'd say now it's a mess on the pitch.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: Every single uh every single time he comes to one St. Louis or any other city. Punisher. I mean it's gonna be well hopefully not. But uh, it's gonna be sold out for sure, and you know it's, it's already gonna. It's sold already out, already Andrew, sold out. I understand Have you that. that. Have you check out, City out seats. The seats. The ticket prices will go
3: Helicopter up.
2: Helicopter seats. Like yeah. what are we talking here? You
0: right. know what?
3: Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. He hates you, Anthony. The Cardinals gonna be buyers or sellers at the deadline. Holders, probably. It's actually right. That's kind of what Mo said. We'll tell you why next on one to win ESPN. <laughs>
1: Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Like, like, like why can't we just get a regular damn outfielder? Why can't we just get an outfielder?
0: I'm tired of this infielder playing outfielder. Crap. Can we please be better than this, Mo? I know it's asking for too much, but
1: can we please, please, just put an
5: end to this outfield situation? That's all I (laughs) got.
2: That was Moose. (laughs) (laughs) My
5: goodness.
3: You... (laughs) You would think that you could get an outfielder. I don't know, play the outfield. Maybe not. Jordan Walker's a third baseman by trade. Do you guys think that somebody? Do you so think Lawrence? So snoring. Yeah. <laughs> Donovan, outfield. First base. First base. Second base. Everywhere anything I'm you need. Catcher. Tommy Edmond, second base, won a Gold Glove. Shortstop. Gold center Yeah. <laughs> It's really not funny. But at this point, what are you going to do? They've lost five straight. They've lost eight of the last ten. They're not giving us much hope. You got to laugh sometimes. You know what I mean, Jamie? Yeah.
0: I don't know what's so funny about this team being one of the worst teams in the National League. I don't know what's so funny about
2: that. I agree with you, Andrew. I'm I disgusted agree with, you. with Anthony's and behavior.
3: I agree with both of you guys on that, too. I'm also disgusted with your guys' behavior. How would you evaluate the... No, that's not what we're doing. Uh, buyers or sellers is what we're doing, Jamie. <laughs> How would I evaluate it? We've switched up some things on this rundown. Yeah, we have. So, buyers or sellers. Katie Wu of The Athletic did a sit-down with John Mosellock. And one of the things that they discussed was the trade deadline. And Katie said, or asked, would it be... Is it safe to assume that you guys won't be sellers at the deadline? And Mo had said, and I'll paraphrase a little bit for you, that there's no market yet. We need we need more outfield production. Certainly, we know we need pitching, but there's no market yet. So how are you going to improve at this at this point? How do you know if you're going to be a buyer or a seller? They don't anticipate they're, that that they're going to sell. But from what I I took from the interview, Jamie is that. If things keep going the way they are, I don't know if Mo would rule out being a seller. A select seller, not not a seller in from what you think of like Oakland. Oakland every year is yeah. a seller. Mo, Pittsburgh most, every year is seller. a seller. A select seller.
2: Well, like Doug Armstrong was a seller. This Correct. Year, but
3: But he didn't get rid of Cairo and Thomas he didn't and Binnington.
2: liquidate the entire team. Right. He got rid of the pieces he, got rid of it. he moved on from the pieces that were becoming unrestricted free agents mm-hmm. and trying to restock the coverage now. So I think that's what being a seller in Cardinal Nation would look like because I can't imagine that Mo sends out an email to all the other presidents and says, uh, phones on, Arenado and Goldie mm-hmm. available.
3: Right. Do you get closer to where you want to be by by trading – Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt do you get closer to winning do you get closer to fixing this thing because that's really what it comes down to in my opinion maybe I'm simplifying like it too this much
0: season or in the future
3: I'm, I'm, I'm to winning a world series whether yeah. that's now two years from now three years from now do you get closer no, by trading those guys
2: I don't believe you do because they're two of the best at their position quite honestly in the history of baseball they're two of the best at their position so you know how do you replace that So the the old argument is you trade it, but then you go looking for it again.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That seems to be a theme, though, in this organization.
2: Well, yeah, but they got the corners locked down on the infield, two gold glovers on the corners, and both guys have heavy bats. I I don't think you get better. Like I don't think you ever get better by trading both of those guys. Do you guys think if they
0: sell – that is the front office admitting that they've failed like I I, I look at at least for a season yeah. if you're a seller at the deadline you're admitting that you failed for that season yes I don't think they do that I don't think that they
3: would admit it in terms of
0: well they won't say hey we failed but right. like, but them, yes I do in just doing the act of selling players off yes they're admitting hey this isn't the year we
3: failed yeah, we failed, and now we have to mm-hmm. rec- recoup our losses mm-hmm. to some degree by setting us up better mm-hmm. for the future. That is exactly what Doug Armstrong did, and I, I don't see the Cardinals doing that. I don't see him doing it. If they do it, I think it's I think it's to open up spots for their youth. For example, if if Paul DeYoung yeah, is sitting well,
2: what, what, what does it accomplish?
3: Opening up a spot for Mason Win next year.
2: Okay, great. They can do that now, though. Is Mason Win a Gold Glover? Is he an it MVP?
3: Will, it will be.
2: No, but honestly. I don't know I exactly. I'm not going to trade certainty for uncertainty, not when these players are still at the point of their careers where they can produce
3: well how are you going how are you going to know if Mason wins an MVP if you don't see this kid
2: Well there's nobody blocking there's nobody well yeah that's fine, but Paul De really not blocking Mason Wynn if Mason Wynn was ready to play in the majors right now, Paul De would not be blocking him
3: very true he's not
2: ready he's not ready yet.
3: But you're going to have a situation a year from now where you have 42 shortstops and second basemen. Why
2: those guys put them in the outfield?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. You know what I always say: the best outfielders are your infielders.
2: Are they, are your middle infielders. <laughs> mm.
5: You should put uh-huh. that on a
3: T-shirt. Now I'm picturing John Mozaylock as <laughs> as the Fonz in the Water Boy up on the up on the chalkboard. And he's saying, "Look, boys, this is what we're going to do this year. Follow me. We're going to take our infielders <laughs> and we're going to make them outfielders. Nobody's going to see it coming." No, I think if you if you sell, you DH to the,
2: and make him a catcher. Yeah. Oh
3: wait. Oh. We're going to take our free yeah, yeah. agent catcher. We're going to yeah. get the guy that we replace. We're first going to sign him as Yachty's replacement, heir apparent, mm-hmm. and then we're going to move him to DH and blame everything on him. I think if they if they sell, quote unquote, it is to alleviate some of the the buildup that they have at certain spots, i.e. the middle infield. But yes, Marsh, to your question, I think there they would be some omission or admission. Admission? admission. Omission. Omission. No, 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 no not some omission. Some admission. Admission. Struggling, what? Struggling, man. No, I'm not. I'm no. Guys, I'm talking through the process here. I realized I was about to say the wrong thing. I stopped myself. would
2: be leaving it out. Yeah. An admission right. is admitting that right. you did wrong.
3: Hey, yeah. Jamie. My
0: God. Jamie, I don't, th-
3: I don't think what Marsh and I need right now is the judgment.
2: I'm not judging Marshy.
0: I mean, you're judging a guy right here that was in the Orange Reading Group.
2: Yeah, it seems harsh. Marshy, I'm not judging you at all. You know what, Jamie? Here's
3: the thing about me: I've learned a lot about myself over the last year or so. Tell me about it. <laughs> I I like to settle scores. One on
2: one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like to settle scores. I'm petty. Don't make me invest time in writing down all of your mistakes just so I can use them. Because that's not going to be good. That's not going to be good luck for any of Anthony, us. I don't have to write I'm going to look petty. They and just keep popping up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it.
1: Game on.
2: Orange Reading Group coming up next year on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: In about 10 minutes, we're going to do our Sports 6-Pack, so leave us a text message, 314-399-9646 if you want to participate. That'd be great. We appreciate it. That's our Air Comfort Service tax line. Again, Sports 6-Pack, you got a question for us. Sports or not sports related, and we'll do that in 10 minutes. But, Marsh, you were thinking of an idea – well, not an idea. You were were thinking before the show, Mm -hmm. after reading some comments by Cardinals fans about whether or not the Cardinals have a toxic culture –
0: yeah, we got a text yesterday from, uh, of course, the Air Company Service text line Uh, and that was one of the questions that came up. And it, of course, it was at the end of the show, uh, so I was telling the texter, "Hey, maybe we'll get to this tomorrow, be- meaning today." But uh, yeah, it, basically, it was just about how they take players, or at least the thought process was, is taking players and and changing who those players are to fit this Cardinal way. And I guess an example uh, would be uh, most recently, I guess, the Jordan Walker thing. And there's there's pushbacks from both sides of, of the coin. But, you know, Jordan Walker being a great player, but then having to change his swing, change who he is, uh, you know, as a player and not being the player that... He came here to be. Mm-hmm. Uh again, you have Wilson Contreras. You knew who Wilson Contreras was when you when you signed for him. You knew what the kind of player he was, you knew the kind of person he was, what kind of electricity he'd bring to the dugout, to the clubhouse, and all that crap happened. Uh so that's a little bit of it. And then just yesterday, seeing the team not, you know, not getting up for Jordan Walker. It's a home run. It's a Two run game and you know the late innings and you're just uh eh, nice. Outside of Kisner, right? Outside of Kisner, yeah. like it's just like what's going on here? Is it toxic?
3: Can I can I change it just a little bit? Because I, I don't think I don't think it's a toxic culture. What about a rigid one? Yeah.
2: Are they too set in their ways? Yeah, maybe. I think that that maybe. right there too set in their ways. So if I'm gonna sit here quickly and just kind of dissect. Just some of the examples you brought up, Marshy. One, the last one about guys not getting up for the teammate. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I know you're struggling and you're all ticked off and maybe you're not playing well or maybe you're not pitching well or whatever. Don't be a miserable piece of you-know-what. Mm-hmm. The kid hits a ding-dong, Johnson brings you back to close in the game, it's an opportunity for your team to rally a little bit. Get up out of your seat, man. You don't have to be a donkey. You don't have to be Lars Neupahr with all the energy. Not every person is wired the same, but you are supposed to be a good teammate and care about the team itself. And seeing some guys not react or, you know, whatever, not even congratulate them or high-five them, like, I, I, I don't like that. That would not go unnoticed by me if I was a leader in that clubhouse. The Contreras thing, I agree. We've said it a million times. You signed a player that you knew about. You, you knew exactly what you were getting. If you didn't, then that's your fault. That's on you. And as far as the Jordan Walker thing, here's where I, I'm going to maybe look at it from a different lens is he's been good enough at every level coming up to get away with whatever he's done, right? So it's just, we'll just take the Jordan Cairo for as as an example, Jordan Cairo never really had to play the 200 foot game because he didn't need to. He was just so good and so talented that he was able to just ride that all the way to the NHL. Now that he's in the NHL, he's got to be a little bit better all around. So I look at Jordan Walker and maybe his launch angle and all that stuff was good enough at every other level that he played at or his pitch recognition, but now he's in the majors. And so I I don't necessarily look at it as something the Cardinals did to Jordan Walker for the benefit of the team. I look at it more of like, hey, if you're going to be a difference maker in this league, if you want to be the guy that we think you can be, there are some changes that you need to make to your game, your swing. Because right now the numbers consistently tell us that your launch angle is not – you're not going to be built for consistent extra base power Mm – because you're drilling the ball into the ground too many times. So there is some tweaking and development that has to happen on the fly yeah. at the major league level. Um, you know, so I, that's kind of the way I look at it there from a Cardinals like being rigid type thing. I think that they're, with Jordan Walker, I think that their thought process is correct. The problem is that. The kid has no breathing room because the rest of the team is not being successful at different times. And so therefore we microscopically look at Jordan Walker and what's going on there and criticize that. Right.
3: Especially when he's coming off the that twelve game hitting streak. I think that was that was one of the biggest things that fans couldn't really That might have been
2: the worst thing to happen
3: yeah in some respects
2: because and then, he kept getting base hits on balls that maybe shouldn't have been base hits
3: well that's the thing i think a lot of fans they it wasn't palatable for them to to look at the situation and say well everybody's doing poorly why are you sending him down when he had the 12 game hitting streak but to jamie's overall point you know for anybody that's saying well they're base hits you're right They are base hits it is more difficult to get base hits on the ground consistently over a 162 game season, than it is to drive it in the gap or put it over the wall. It's just a fact. You put the you put the ball on the ground. There's more opportunities for them to get you out. So this is why it's not just a oh it's a launch angle thing. They're telling everybody to hit home runs. If you if you have power like Jordan Walker has, raw power, it is the Cardinals' job from a developmental standpoint, to unlock that power. Guys, we Maximize can't... It. Yes. We cannot complain about a young player struggling and put it on the team for not developing him when you have a player that clearly is not maximizing his own potential at 21 or otherwise, and the team then tries to develop him, and we still complain. If we're going to complain about them... Having the responsibility of developing the player, this is part of it. I had no problem with them sending him down. You saw last night, this kid has unreal power. But if he's rolling over constantly, if he's, if he's hitting the ball under the ground constantly, there are subtle tweaks that the Cardinals need to help him with. It's like telling a child at five years old, you figure it out. -hmm. How do I tie my shoes? You figure it out. Watch a YouTube video. You'll be fine.
5: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Right. Watch your friends.
3: Exactly. And when the kid can't figure it out, he's Mm ten. Blaming him. Why can't you figure this? How about you give
2: him the damn tools? Or he ties the shoe, but it's not correctly, so it keeps coming untied.
3: Loop swoop and pull. Loop swoop and pull. Adam Adam Sandler style. But in terms of uh, the rigidness, yeah, I do think there's some rigidness within this Cardinals organization, and I do think there's a bit of a Maybe they're they're victims of their own success, so to speak. Behind had, the times, yes, they have. They've had all this success. This is how it is. We're fine. We're good. We've got the right model. We have got the right system. We got the right sw- subtle subtle tweaks with the draft along the way. Okay, are you still evolving? I think that's a fair question. Is this organization still evolving or not? Because if you're not, you are behind the times, and this is a product of it. Mm-hmm. The losing is a product of it. Sports six back next on one hundred one ESPN.
0: I have
1: a question. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's. Your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years.
3: 505, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Time for the sports six-pack. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh with your questions.
0: Question number one. From the 314, would you rather have a player hit 260 with mostly singles and occasional extra base hits or 210 with slightly more extra base hits and a few singles? Huh? Sounds like a player comparison.
3: What's What's slightly though? How many how many extra bases are we talking? About? Are we talking about home mm, runs? Are we talking yeah, about? like are we talking about doubles? Because mm. here's here's the thing: as as much as the anti home run crowd wants to talk about how that that's, it's just all about home runs and launching and stuff like that. Home runs are runs. You runs run to win games. I understand the importance of thinking the game through, understanding situations, moving runners, moving runners over. Sometimes a single to the right side might score two runs. I get I get all of that. Sometimes you have to sacrifice yourself. I get that. But the at the end of the day, if we're talking, if we're talking about a player that's gonna hit, was it, 210, you said? I mean 210 is pretty low.
0: 210 compared to
2: 260.
3: Is it 210 with 40 home runs?
2: That's what I was thinking. If
3: like, it's 210 with 40 home runs. I'm okay with it. Yeah. If it's 210 with 15 home runs
2: or RBIs too, like yeah. What are we talking? If it's 210 with 90 to 100 RBIs, I'm in.
3: Right. So I think we we don't have the full we don't have the full. What I'd like
2: ultimately, Anthony, is for both of these guys to be on my roster and have the 265 guy hitting in front of the uh, 210 guy. (laughs) The
3: 265. What's the What's the OPB on that guy?
2: Yeah, you know me. The O P B? Yeah, or the OBP? OBP. is on plate. I did. I wasn't actually being a jerk that time. On base. There are so many different stats. I was like, maybe this is one no, I haven't on seen. Did I
3: say? Did I say? It, did I flip it? Yeah. My bad. No. It's, on it's base okay. percentage.
2: I I thought there was like because you got OPS plus and you got WRC plus. You got all that. stuff. bacon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just.
3: Mm. I thought that, you, that was just me being I a donkey. I thought you had a new one. Nah, He's I just giving said it too me fast. credit, actually. What's his on base percentage? He's got high on base percentage? Then, like Jamie said, put it's him a on in front.
2: Fictitious player, Marsh. You just roll with it.
3: You guys are the ones still it's arguing about it. He's got a 400
2: OBP.
0: <laughs> I just asked
2: the question. He's got
3: 400 wool Bacon. <laughs> What's the correlation to WRC Plus in that? I don't know. I don't know. Marsh, looked that up. <laughs> sure.
2: So question number two. <laughs> 100 is average Anthony.
3: can you read can you read the one please the we'll one just we'll just count it as a question The the one that you read us in the break the couple about analytics do you have that in front of you oh it's not a question it's a statement i don't know
0: but- no it, it it's long gone but it was uh it was one little part of like a giant novel right um not a giant novel but uh it was basically uh can analytics I don't even remember what the question was verbatim, but it was like, can analytics, um, it, it, there was a statement. It was
3: what analytic. What
2: analytic do you use for team chemistry or Yeah, something? that's what it was. Analytics
3: can't measure team chemistry, yeah. Yeah. I believe is the statement. Yeah, that's right? what it was. And, and this is a small part of it. We appreciate, we appreciate the text in, but analytics, analytics can't measure team chemistry. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Correct. <laughs> Correct. That's why they was they were, they were developed. It was analytics are supposed to, to the best of its ability, eliminate human bias. Mm-hmm. That's what analytics are for. Now, do we rely too much? Do teams rely too much on that? Certainly. I also think we talk about it too much. Quite frankly,
0: talk about analytics. We talk about All analytics too much. Because I mean, you just you just name a bunch of letters and pluses and right. Nobody, numbers that uh, a lot of people don't even know what you're talking about
3: we all we also blame analytics on why a team is losing when analytics are are, are just a small piece of telling us why a team is losing mm-hmm. but the idea this this the statement of analytics can't measure team chemistry they're not supposed to they're supposed to remove human bias from it so you you get away from you know what this guy looks athletic and he's got a hot girlfriend. This kid can play. Which guy is that? <laughs> Jamie? No, it's just a... It's not a real guy. I mean, I'm sure there's... Well, what a,
2: about the girl? Is she real?
3: No, not in this case. Oh. It's just what I'm, I'm saying is the, the mm. analytics are supposed to eliminate that that line of uh, scouting.
2: Oh, so, yeah. Gotcha.
0: From, yeah. That's from Moneyball. I'm right. Still relevant, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Question number two.
0: Uh, what, uh, this is from the 314, what is your bold prediction for tonight's St. Louis SC, St. Louis City SC game? They are uh, playing that suspended game versus FC
2: Dallas. Yeah, it's 40 minutes is <laughs> what they have to play. They pick up, apparently they're going to pick up with a goalie kick and get after it. So they flew down there, to my knowledge, they flew down there today to play 40 minute game and then come back. Tonight, I would imagine maybe tomorrow morning. I don't know if they're flying charter or commercial. Um, But yeah, I I don't know the score. I I believe the score was nil nil wasn't it? Yeah, when they suspended the I I have a hard time believing that it won't end that way. And the reason I say that is because 40 minutes is that's not even a, a half. Is it forty
3: or sixty? I thought you said sixty. It's forty. Can't be sixty, right?
2: No, they have forty minutes left to play.
3: And so two 0 city.
2: I hope so, but it's hard to get the engine going like that.
0: Like Mm. I I don't know. I would be surprised if if it ended just nil nil.
2: That's what I said. Just because both teams are going to have the feeling out process. This Mm -hmm. by the time you get into a groove, the game be over.
3: Two nothing city.
2: I I like Mm -hmm. your I like your version better than mine, Anthony. Mm For sure. If I'm going to predict something, I'll go 1-0 city. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's time to get two. Uh, so I'm going to preface before I
0: go to question number three. Uh, this next question that I want to ask is definitely right around the same one as the uh, the w- beating up uh, the, the, the elementary school kids with, with the sharks, but they have sharks for hands. <laughs> okay. It's along the lines of that. Okay. Question number three. From the 636, would you rather punch a toddler in the face and the Cardinals and Blues win the championship for the next three years or get punched in the face by a toddler and finish in the last for the next ten years? How hard,
2: the, do, how hard do you have to punch him in the face? <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, it can't be. Like, it is it a just a jab like or is it a full, like. Like, the exit velocity of your
2: fist. I don't I don't know what it is. But I feel like that's relevant.
3: I do, too.
0: Because
2: if it's I just mean, a little toddler, pop.
3: It, the skulls have not fully developed sometimes in toddlers. So no, you gotta be careful. but
2: they're also very pliable, too. So, yeah. like, things aren't quite set, so they'll bounce back. To... Right. I mean, like, it, if it's just a little stiff jab, I'm taking the championships. Sorry about your luck, kid. Here's a nice well, pack. Well, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, Lincoln, like...
3: Lincoln is only 19 months old. Yeah. I mean, if somebody punched like, him, like, do as the father, if yeah. somebody punched Lincoln to then win Cardinals and Blues mm-hmm. at... Can I then punch the guy that punched him? Well, the Anthony, we're not
2: punching Lincoln. Mm. We're just gonna pick a random kid that nobody mm. knows. What if he gets chose? <laughs> what if he? What if this lottery comes up and Lincoln's name pops uh, up? It's like it's like oh, the, like the purge. Hunger Games. Yeah, the Hunger Games. I don't know, Anthony. Like turn if your Lincoln back. Is,
3: if Lincoln is sacrificing his face, just look away, and he's gonna be hurt. Then I gotta punch a hole through this guy. It's just gonna happen.
2: I mean, that's your prerogative. Mm. Either way, we're ordering the rings. Alright, fair enough. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Lincoln gets Lincoln would then become a hero though. I mean he would. he'd be
3: he'd
0: be the toddler he that would be the sacrificial lamb. He would yeah, be a Florida legend. City, he too. would be a legend.
2: And then no kid uh-huh. in his age bracket would be able to punch his heart. He would never he Very true. be rattled. He
0: he wouldn't have to buy milk on the playground for a long time.
2: No because of that.
0: Here's a great question uh, from the six three six. Gloves, <laughs> gloves or no gloves? Oh, oh. man gloves. I would want gloves. Mm-hmm. For for your sake or for... You keep thinking uh, about... It's like he keeps of course! Going, he's like,
2: but it's Lincoln! Yeah. No, it's some rando. Okay? <laughs> but that some rando is somebody's kid! So what? It's not yours! <laughs> no gloves! This kid's gotta feel how painful life really is! Jeez! <laughs> I mean, come on! <laughs> Quit tying it to you, God!
1: Uh, what the I'm feeling for the parent you? in
2: this case. I'm a human being. I mean, I'll let you take your wedding ring off to punch the kid, but my God, could at least be a, it? Could at
3: least be a kid that's just a, a total snot.
2: <laughs> sure. Oh, now you've got motive. That's worse. I think is it? You, Yeah, it is. Because now you're hitting the kid out of anger. <laughs> That's way worse, Anthony. That's it's not sick. anger.
3: It's just the kid. The kid deserves it to some no, extent. I'd rather.
2: I'd rather just pop the kid and win some championships. <laughs>
0: All right, fair enough.
2: <laughs> then we don't have to talk about what we're yeah, talking about today. Then we yeah. can tell them. We, we can say tell it's it's the not Cardinals your fault. buyers or right.
0: sellers. They're buyers because yeah. they're a good team. They're, they're a champion. Because Anthony punched wrong. the kid in the face. Right. Uh,
1: Question number four.
0: From the three one four, did you guys listen to BK and Ferrario today? Which of you guys would be most likely to get into a fight at a grocery store? Oh, that's easy.
3: Out of the so one of so wait they did they, they just answer said, for themselves? Is well, that what they they, did?
0: they answered for the entire station. Who oh, they, they say? They say well, Anthony, your name came up. and I believe it was towards the top. Okay. Hmm.
3: So, um, re- so re- Anthony showed up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have anger issues.
2: I can't lie. There has been a couple of times where, like, somebody, like, cut me off or whatever, and then I'll ride the cart up on their heels, kind of, like, just on purpose, and then yeah. give it the oh, I'm sorry.
5: Yeah,
3: my bad.
2: So I clip the back of their heels and give a little, I'm sorry, but yeah. I'm really not. No, nah.
3: They're looking at you yeah. like, how could you? And then you're like, yeah, you're completely unaware. Yeah. I mean, for the whole station, who... Who would get in a fight At the the, grocery store You're talking about You said
0: Yeah yeah. Mm. Like who would Who would lose their temper And get in a fight Oh I think it's Randy Actually So that was another name That that was up there I think
3: that's an underrated answer Randy
2: Somebody went And took his cucumber Yeah And he didn't like it
3: last cucumber he needed it yeah. for uh, a nice cucumber salad or a
2: carrot big or a carrot because he mm-hmm. likes to make those carrot cakes on the yeah. grill. Oh, man, grill the traeger grill super, so yeah. randy so <laughs> walk call. with me here yep. anthony um, hands, hands yeah.
3: interlocking. interlocked
2: interlocked yep. okay marsh you can come along too hands right. interlocked on the other side yep.
3: nice um, feels good feels
2: good so randy just left the opening drive. Mm -hmm. He has a finite finite amount of time to get carrot cakes cooked on the Traeger Grill because bad weather's coming in, Mm -hmm. okay? And he promised this carrot cake to somebody he really cares about, somebody at the station, somebody, a friend, Mm -hmm. a family, and he's proud of this carrot cake. Mm -hmm. This person's never had it. In order to get that carrot cake, Randy has to get a certain number of carrots. Mm -hmm. Somebody takes one extra carrot, and Randy cannot... And Randy's politely say, hey, "I would like," and the person yeah. tells him to go to hell. Uh,
3: yeah, they first snapped like Randy's reaching for it. Yeah, and then somebody sucker sucker grabs yeah. the carrot.
2: Yeah, just reaches right in there and grabs it's his a carrot. Kid.
3: Absolutely, grabs from his, from his grabs his hands, carrot. Yep,
2: and then tells him to go to go to hell. Yeah, and at that point, I think Randy snaps. Yeah, yeah. I
3: think he gets those big old paws. Yeah. On on that customer, I just to starts like yeah.
2: windmilling almost.
3: That that like, customer winds up in, in yeah. the avocados. Yep. Yeah. And both and hands,
2: I could see windmilling with like rage and like a little bit of foam in the corners of his mouth. Yes. And grabs the carrot back and takes all of the actual carrots yeah. at that point and says, "I want your carrot."
3: Right. And boom. And then when he sh- w- here's here's the other thing too. So he shows up at home with with said carrots. And his family, somebody in his family, looks at Randy and says, What happened? You're covered in blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he looks down and he goes, It's okay. It's not mine. Yeah. And then he goes right to the kitchen, starts whipping up the carrot cake. Washes his
2: hands. Yes. Turns on the Traeger grill. And acts like nothing ever happened. And nothing is said. And never spoken about again. No.
0: And then in the future... The Cardinals and Blues both win championships. And then you go back and you're like, wow. Yeah, in his rage. It was Randy who was willing to make the sacrifice
2: play. It was the toddler that had the carrots? Yes. (laughs) Well played, Randy. Absolutely. Well played. Randy, Randy, Randy. 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 That what? you're gonna, that you're gonna fire the next no, quest another
4: question.
0: question. Question number five. I feel like that was a really good one to, to end on. <laughs> I was waiting for the question number Marshy, five. We'll, we'll tell you when it. we want to finish. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> for the five seven three, would you rather St. Louis land an NBA team or another NFL team? Uh, NFL. NFL.
3: <laughs> good question. Good question. We'll end on that. NFL. It's a
0: fast line on one hundred and one
3: ESPN. <laughs> Have the Cardinals strayed away from their identity? We didn't answer that question earlier. We felt guilty about it, so we'll answer it next on 101 ESPN.
1: It'll be fun. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
4: I'm sorry. The Cardinals are not going to be any better until they get a new general manager
0: and they replace Mo because he's butting into too many things and he's not doing his job and he's trying to do Ollie's job
4: and if he would just stick to doing what he's supposed to do and try to do that better, then maybe we'd have a better team. I just, he's
0: spending DeWitt's money but he's not spending it wisely. And I just do not I just do not think that Mo is good at his position because he just is too got his fingers in too many
4: parts of the pie.
3: Is it Randy's carrot? Carrot cake? Maybe that's what she meant. Does Randy
0: make pies? I think so. He makes all sorts of different goodies. Yeah. He's a wizard with that Traeger grill. Alright, so Fast Lane on 101 ESPN
3: that was Janet laying down the absolute smack. Before she really got into Mo there, Jamie, and before he got into that pie. <laughs> Randy's pie. <laughs> I I couldn't help but think, uh, when she was talking about getting a new GM, that of course is Michael Gersh.
2: That's what you
4: were thinking?
3: I couldn't uh well sort again, I didn't realize more was coming there. Um I just kept thinking of the Cardinals holding a press conference, like a like an emergency press conference, and Mo sitting there and going, "We've heard you as a fan base. We're gonna make some changes. We've heard we've heard you. We're having some urgency here. We've found the problem. We've fired Michael. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no longer part of the organization. What if? Is- Don't worry." What a- Can you imagine Gersh <laughs> Imagine that poor boy. You what? He would look back. He, what? <laughs> Best part? Don't even tell him before the press conference. <laughs> I wanted to be organic. It's your fault. It's <laughs> all <laughs> there at the table. Could you imagine? Mo just looks down the table. It says your fault. You're <laughs> out. Looks over at Ollie, and he purposely puts Gersh sitting on the other side of Ollie. He stares down at Ollie ish. It's like, you're fired, Michael. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, who was the manager for, or he, he, before he was the manager, he was the general manager of the Marlins. He's like, ah, screw it. I'll be the manager. And then he became the manager.
3: Oh, yeah. Was that Jack McKeon?
0: Was that his name? Yeah. I think it was
3: Jack McKeon. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, Pop- no, I don't think it was him. No, this is, like, very recent.
3: So the Marlins GM did that? I don't remember that. He did what? I remember. I re- Well, back in the day, Greg Popovich was the GM for the Spurs and fired Brian Hill and made himself the head coach. That worked out well, though.
2: Yeah. That, that mean, worked out very well. Apparently that was a good decision.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> so, Ollie addressed the media last night. Speaking of Mo, so Ali addressed the media last night, and one of the questions that he was asked i think it was by katie Wu of the athletic about some of the uncharacteristic play like can you do you know do you have reasons for the uncharacteristic uh, an explanation for the uncharacteristic play uh here's what Ali had to say
5: but what does it say when that focus is maybe not translating in the game We've seen some uncharacteristic it, fundamentals explain uncharacteristic as a in- Usually, this is a team that it's their cutoff man that backs up plays that doesn't make a lot of errors on the base pass. Yeah, you have two infielders playing outfield. What? Well, that, uh,
2: what, what the hell, Ollie? <laughs> that's that to me. That to me is uh, hey, what do you want me to do about it? That is, so, I did not, I did not hear that till right now. Oh, Ollie, you've got to be better than that. Because there have been plenty of outfielders available for you, and you've put these guys, at uh, Donovan in particular, in the outfield. Who the hell? He had Tyler O'Neal, he had He's Dil- hurt. No, at one point, Anthony. He had all of these guys available and played Donovan in the outfield. So don't give me the infielders playing the outfield stuff. When, start of the season, there were games Donovan played in the outfield when they got Gorman reps. No. Yes.
3: All he's had is outfielders or D... All he's had is infielders or DHs. Think about it,
2: Jamie. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Okay, fine. But at one point, I know this for a fact. I know 100% certainty he had legit like outfielders by position available and chose to put Donovan in the outfield. No way, man.
3: (laughs) Dan Jennings, by the way. Dan Jennings. Old Danny Jennings. For the most part, though, Jamie, sure, I'm maybe, agreeing
2: with you, and you still have to fight with me.
3: Maybe he's had Donovan out in the I outfield don't get you. sometimes. Sure, okay,
2: you win. So, okay, then what's your argument, Anthony?
3: Jordan Walker's a third baseman.
2: So what's your argument?
3: Alec Burleson is a DH on 29 teams. Great,
2: you're identifying what players are. But Juan Yepes is, is a DH
3: on 29 teams.
2: Regarding Ollie's comment,
3: he's saying exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I'll translate for you. You ready? I've got a third baseman playing right field. I have a second baseman playing left field. I have another second baseman slash shortstop playing center field. This is what I've been given. I've got 900 DHs. They just called up another DH. Thanks. Nice job, by the way. Two for four. I'm not saying anything. Called up another DH for me. Great. I've got an entire roster... Filled of DHs and middle infielders. Outfield production. I don't have any outfielders. I got one guy you got to get using. You got to put in bubble wrap constantly. So you like his comment. I got another guy that's got to be halfway in bubble wrap. So you're okay with his comment. I'm
2: not. Well, honestly? I don't think I'm okay with it at all. Send a message. Why? Pick up the phone and call Mo. He probably has. Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. Mo, you're getting.
3: Infielders is outfielders.
2: Yeah, because we need flexibility.
3: Another Moism.
2: Mm-hmm. It sure is.
3: You don't just fault all this, is, don't
0: you? Skirch. It's, Gersh. it's Gersh. <laughs> get,
2: get. No, I'd going to say get rid of him because. We're joking. We're what joking.
0: If Mo was just the manager.
1: Can yeah, Janet oh, oh, Jan
0: said he's already, you know, could making you, the
1: lineup and everything. Can you imagine?
2: Out with his coat sweater tied around his shoulders. He would reinvent the, the 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 manager look, guys. As much as it, you
3: might be listening right now, you might you, first
2: with cleats on. Him. As
3: much as you don't like Ali, could you imagine ollie has got to face the media twice a day? Uh-huh. Could you imagine Mo facing the media twice a day? Cardinals, the collective heads of Cardinals fans would explode mm. if they haven't already.
0: Where's John Foselock when you need him? he'll pipe in i'm
3: Email sure call all right our biggest question of the day is next on 101 espn
1: we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn it's time for the fast lanes biggest question of the day
3: All right, time for the biggest question of the day here on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN Marsh Go.
0: Yeah, Anthony, you brought up the other day uh this question oh, and I've been saving it saving it for a good time. I feel like we're in a nice mood to talk about it. What is the metric that we are using to determine why the Cardinals are losing?
2: Oh, it's wins losses. They've got way more losses than wins.
0: Yeah, besides the
2: wins You're and welcome. losses.
0: Mm. That's the other part of this, besides wins
3: and losses. Oh, they're
2: giving up too many runs to the opposition.
3: That's honestly, that's kind of where I'm at. You're welcome. There see? you go. It's
2: easy. All right. See you guys. Nice. Woo. All right. See you later, guys.
3: Pitching. Is your pitching good enough? Is your pitching good enough to evaluate the rest of the team? I know that you have to evaluate the entire team. I know you have to evaluate constantly the job that Ollie Marmel and his coaching staff is doing. I'm not. I'm not excusing any of that. I'm not, I'm not minimizing any of that. I haven't seen. A team win a World Series with horrendous pitching. It can't be done. I haven't seen a team win a World Series with below average pitching. For it Horrendous, just below average pitching. Is the pitching good enough? That's where I'm starting with all this. And the counter to this right now would be, well, pitching's been better of late. I, I, I get that. The offense has been the problem of late. I get that. Overall though, yeah. what has been your biggest problem? Your biggest problem is you're giving up too many damn runs It's pitching. You've also blown. You know, we haven't talked about the bullpen that much. We've gotten we only get into them when they blow a game But when you think about the uh, the amount of games that they have blown the amount of save opportunities that they have had whether it's Helsley or Gallegos or Cabrera They have blown what half the games that they've had opportunities to save
5: um not great.
3: So I would say pitching and allowing runs. More so than anything else.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna go a little bit broader with it. And
5: wins and losses.
2: No. Okay. Consistency. Yeah. There's been no consistency in any area of your game at all. Um when you've got a pitching staff that can't string together consistent It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. At all. Like, ever. But it's not all the time. The pitching staff has been hot and cold, hot and cold. Your offense has been off and on, off and on. Your defensive play in the outfield has been off and on, too. Even from some guys, it's uncharacteristic. There's been some mistakes by Nolan Arenado this year, which I mean I'm not taking away from how great he is but I'm just bringing that up to point out the inconsistencies with this team. Mm-hmm. So that that for me is the biggest thing is their play in every aspect of the game has been inconsistent.
0: Maybe they just need to trim some fat. I mean perhaps there's a few players in that clubhouse that just aren't playing the way that they they need to. Like they're not they're not well, but said, there's Marcy. no standard there's no standard being set and they're if they don't want to meet that standard i.e. what happened at the beginning of the year with tyler o'neill yeah you know maybe maybe that set no fat there off. that is true
2: uh-huh you Can't know that fat.
0: that is
3: a well good point jamie that is a good point too marsh about the the, the standard i realize these guys have personal pride they don't need extra motivation. They're well paid. They have pride. They want to win. But if you don't pitch well right now, who's replacing you? Matthew Libertor was it. And if Matthew Libertor was not pitching well in Memphis, we, there's a chance we still might see Stephen Matz in this rotation. Nobody's pushing these guys at all. And you go back to like Moe's comments in the offseason. Ah, we've got six pitchers. We're good. You don't have You don't have a top end pitcher. You don't have anybody like, yeah, these these. this guy's an absolute stud. And most teams, most contenders right now have two studs. Not great. Well, the Cardinals will look to avoid the sweep tonight when they take on the Texas Rangers at 7.05. Jack Flaherty pretty takes pretty good the, at
4: that,
0: though.
3: Avoiding the, the sweep? Yeah. They have been. You're they right. They have been.
0: They have. Well, actually, not really. They just got swept, but... <laughs> By the Pirates. Yeah. Typically they've avoided we bring it up for sure.
3: They've avoided the sweep both ways. Oh
2: wait, we need to do our wheel
3: Should we do it now? We yeah, got to do it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do Let's the do wheel. Now, so hang on
2: break Get the wheel then beat the streak
3: We got to do it now Okay. Jamie end of discussion.
2: <sighs> Fine Anthony. I don't really care that much about it Oh, wow, That's that's
3: wow. That is a terrible attitude. That's telling. Holy smokes. Well, guys, I
2: meant I didn't care about the timing. Uh, <laughs> we heard what you said. We
3: heard what you, you don't don't just don't make it worse, Jamie. Put down the shovel. Okay, so what this is, we, we uh we decided to have a, a wheel dedicated to how the Cardinals are gonna lose tonight.
0: Is it uh is it disgraceful? Is it petty? Sure. You know what? I'm gonna add on here a win. So oh, they have good call. all these other things. You know what? Good yeah. call on that. Yeah, they win. But I'm not gonna say how, it just says they it win. It just says win. Yeah. yeah. Win. Come Did on. you add that? I just added it Good man, okay Why, why do that? Oh, well, they gotta win sometime
3: yeah. True Okay, so last night The wheel predicted A bullpen A bullpen oh. loss
2: Oh, man yeah. Marsha got an email mm, Probably
0: all those
3: mic drops That are coming in So, it the, the wasn't the bullpen I think it was more starting pitching Last night So, the wheel the wheel is 0 for 1 right now
2: And defense Yeah, defense wasn't great either
3: Okay, Marsh two
2: bad slide cost him two runs
3: Will they? Will the Cardinals win? Or if they lose, how will they lose?
2: All right, here Spin we go. That wheel.
0: No way. Oh! Wow. So close. So close to a win.
2: What did it say? Uh, I well. can't see it. Marsha doesn't show me the wheel ever. Managing. Uh-huh. Managing.
3: So tonight will we'll be a managing fronts. mistake
2: <laughs> Tonight, Ollie,
3: Ollie Marmel I mean, this is kind of It's kind of poetic, too Because it, it, it was close to a win The wheel was close to spinning mm-hmm. to win But it came up mm-hmm.
2: managing it's about a one or two run game So you know what that means, close. right? Closer's gonna blow it It'll be up by two runs Wouldn't that
3: be a bullpen?
2: Thing, though? Yeah, but what if yeah, you? Only but Ollie's going to leave somebody pitches? in too
3: long. Mm. It's just going to be a massive mistake. You'd
2: Be like, ah, leave him one more batter, or go to the wrong guy out of the uh, bullpen, mm. like Homer Hagen.
0: Maybe like a, maybe like runners on first and second. You're down He's by back. two. Yeah, and you try a double steal. Right. Something. And then you get thrown out, and then someone can't, yeah. can't drive the runner. I don't. I don't know. You know I'm like, just making up hypotheticals. Like at this base point. is
3: loaded, down by one, and there's two outs, and Ollie mm. calls for a bunt.
0: Or steal home. I think yeah. people, people actually might like that. Not with two outs, Marsh. Come on. I don't know. All right. Jamie said he wanted something different. Yeah, uh, that's true. Drag-bunt that thing. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> hey, thanks to everyone who helped – yeah, you heard me, Jamie – helped sell out this year's Big League Impact Swinging for Impact event with Adam Wainwright this Sunday evening at Top Golf. Even though Swinging for Impact is already sold out, there's still many upcoming opportunities to help support Big League Impact, including their Cardinals London Watch Party. It's happening Saturday, June 24th at Patio's, hosted by the opening drive. Find out more about the Cardinals' London Watch Party at Patios right now at 101ESPN.com. Beat the streak. Next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're
5: good, streaking! Wanna hit
1: baseballs. All of my successes depend on me. you ready to hit. The hits just keep on coming first big league
3: hit is a bullet up the middle. Alright, time to play Beat the Streak. I'm a little less fired up to play this game than I was yesterday. Marsh, update those standings, kid. Yeah. What happened? Oh, Anthony, is it because you didn't get a hit? Corey Seager happened. Who hurt you?
0: 0 for 5. Alright, so Anthony, you are at... Zero. I know! Uh, I am at zero, so... Stinks. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt got a base hit. So, Jamie, you're at one. (laughs) And then Bill, who's MIA right now, has that... He's at four uh, because of Mr. Simeon.
2: I don't believe that's what he called him. Okay, so what do we do about Bill?
3: Because Bill's supposed to go first here.
2: Well, we pick for Bill. Sorry, Bill. Snoozy lose.
3: All right. Right? Should we go Sandy Leone?
2: Oscar Mercado.
3: <laughs> gotta be somebody in the lineup, right?
2: Why? He can come off the bench, big moment. <laughs> no, I don't care. I mean, Why don't we wait yeah. and we spin the wheel? Oh, we could do oh, that. Okay, Ooh. I like that. But what four? What four or five guys do we give them?
3: Uh, good call on that. Like two. How about we give two? Them
2: three? How about two from each team?
3: Two.
2: Two from each That's team. That's fine. Take like yeah. Seager.
3: But we go first. But yeah, we gotta go first. But we go first.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. He he didn't pick up the phone. Marsh called him three times. So he and didn't he pick knows. up. And he knows let's this hope, is the first time. First of all, let's
2: hope he's okay. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah, good call. Good call
2: I was on that, Jamie. I was like, oh boy. Yeah.
3: Nonetheless, he didn't pick up, so you forfeit the opportunity to go first. So Bill's gonna go last now. Jamie, you're up.
2: Oh boy! All right. Oh, let's see here. I will say that Nolan Arenado is my guy tonight.
3: All right. Uh, am I up now, Marsh? Because I had the longer streak yeah, out of the you're two up. of us. Okay, Jamie, I'm just following the rules here. Now, Corey Seeger was awful. Awful last night. Over, over 5. So uh, I'm going to cross him right off the list. And I'm going to take Corey Seeger.
2: He's not even playing.
3: I'm going to take Corey Seeger. He's in the lineup. <laughs> even though he broke my heart. Even though he ended my streak last night, guys, he's going to start a new streak tonight. Corey. Seeger,
0: do I be a nice person like. and just let Bill have Mr. Simeon like he did yesterday? Well, I pick somebody I think, else. Or I do I go with Marcus Simeon? You pick who because you I think had, they had Marcus hit. Simeon in Game One.
2: If you don't like, like, if you don't care about winning, then do whatever the hell you want. It Otherwise, is- though. I'm not sure I like a version of Andrew Marsh, especially part of the fast lane that doesn't Give me compete.
0: Marcus Simeon. There it is. You yeah. know,
2: Anthony. Oh, yeah, you know How Jamie, I feel about I'll,
3: that? Absolutely. Are you kidding me?
2: You and your just like mail it in mentality the other day. Oh, yeah. You did really well today. I didn't mail it in. I tried, Anthony. I can go to bed tonight. Fine. Feel good about myself. That's because you're going to be hammered. So? <laughs> All right, Marsh. So who are we putting on this wheel
3: for well, Bill? What do you guys want to put on? Well, put Goldschmidt on. Okay. Yeah.
2: Goldie Gorman, I think.
3: Goldie Gorman it will be the Cardinals' representatives. And then what's
2: his name? Love?
3: Uh, Lowe. Lowe. L- Lowe. Yeah. That's why did I say Nathan- love? Because you love him. Nathaniel, I do love him. Nathaniel Lowe. Lowe. And then Josh Young? Sure. Okay.
2: I'd endorse that. There you go.
3: So Marsh, build that wheel. Uh, while I tell you that you can download the podcast today. Available at 101ESPN.com your 101 ESPN mobile app. Talked to a lot of Cardinals today. By the way, that's all brought to you by Dobbs and Auto Centers. Talked to a lot of Cardinals today. Who was the fourth guy? Uh, Josh Young.
2: Forever
5: yeah. Goldie,
0: Lowe, and Young. And Josh Young. Yes. There's only three? Goldie, Gorman. Oh, Gorman. I didn't hear that. Uh, there you go.
3: Alright. You good, Marsh? I'm I'm good. You spin sure? that
2: He's still typing, Anthony.
3: <laughs> Got Gorman, I see. Go ahead. <laughs> spin the wheel. This is for Bill for Beat the Beat the Street. Wild streak. Bill. Wild Bill. Who does he wind up with right there? Goldie Gorman Young or It's Josh Young. There you go. All right, so Bill's got Josh Young tonight. He didn't pick up the phone.
2: Appreciate everybody three listening. for three, watch.
3: Yeah, probably. He's good. NBA Finals game three, pre game starting at six thirty tonight. It's a tied series. Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, and BK are all sweating because oh. the Nuggets lost game two. My to my to my Miami Heat. So, looking forward to Jimmy Buckets and company taking a 2-1 lead after tonight. Should be a lot of fun. But again, NBA Finals, game of three, pregame starting at 6.30. Get instant replay right now.
1: See ya! You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.